Man, what a day, huh? The computer crashes with the porn, and then Meredith with the accident, and then Prinkles. God, this office is cursed, and we need to do something about it. Well, I am taking responsibility, and it is up to me to get rid of the curse that hit Meredith with my car. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious. Abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack. Hello, abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack is not the greatest podcast in the world. I know abs in a six pack is a bad show, but what else do you have going on? See, Buster, since the dawn of civilization, people have held superstitious beliefs, but no one has ever proved one of these superstitions to be true. <sighs> okay. Can I have another ice cream? <gasps> Don't move. We have to go the other way. A black cat has crossed our path. Buster, you haven't listened to a word I've been saying. I listened. You said no one's ever proved the superstition to be true, but that doesn't mean they aren't. Look, I bet you even Mr. Ratburn doesn't walk under that ladder. See? He knows it's bad luck. Oh, come on. It was just easier to walk around the ladder. Maybe, but it was definitely luckier, and I can prove it. Nothing fell on him. That's a terrible argument. It's just reverse logic. Call it what you want, but it's still the truth. Whoa! Almost stepped on a crack. That can break your mother's back, you know. It'll be dark before you get home. This has got to stop. Thank you for all agreeing to come to my experiment. Are you gonna blow something up? Sorry, Binky. Nothing so dramatic. I'd like to draw your attention to Exhibit A, the open ladder. Oh, what are you doing? So brave. Exhibit B, the crack. And finally, Exhibit C, the mirror. Now you've done it. That's seven years bad luck. It is my hypothesis that there is no such thing as bad luck. Over the next few days, I will chart the bad things that happened to me. If there is no dramatic increase, I will have established with evidence that superstitions are false. Aren't you even a little bit scared? Why should I be? Science is on my side. Oh, come on. I knew it was going to rain. See? I even brought my umbrella. Lighting black cats on fire with white lighters. This is Absent a Six Pack, episode 206. I'm live here with Vox, and this is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. This is lit, 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 lit. What's going on, Vox? Well, yeah, it's lit. I'm lit. We're lit. Let's all get lit. I'm a little lit. It's a new live son of a bitch. I was so distracted with technological differences that I... Forgot to grab my beer out of the fridge, so at some point during a clip, I'm gonna have to run in there and grab it. We seem to be. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to tiptoe over there. Technological differences. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I'll... You, gotta, you gotta crack something, man, and you don't want to be stepped on cracks because that would be bad luck. Certainly, don't want to get your crack stepped on. That's like getting your ass. Kicked. So I would stick a crack, crack rock just to get. I would stick a crack rock in the my butt crack before I stepped on a crack. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, well, that's your, that's a, that's a little further, that's a, more information than I needed and <laughs> a little further than I would ever go, I think. But, uh, well, I've never heard yeah, anybody I, I say that the, sticking the crack up your ass is a 
is bad luck. I would have to agree with that. I mean, I've never heard that superstition, but it, it, logic would simply dictate that sticking crack or any rock up your poop chute is probably not. Why do you think uh, they call it an ass crack, crack if you're not supposed to put crack in it? Well, because your buttocks have hemispheres. You have the left cheek and the right cheek, and that thing in between looks very much like a crack. That's why they call it a crack. Now, that, that one bit, they call that a hole, and you can probably guess why that is, too. Oh, because and, you, need you, to, you need to fill the whole thing? Oh, that, exactly. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Well, Vox, See, what do you I'm, think, uh, Vox, host of Complex Candor, by the way, as featured on the No Agenda stream, what, where should we start? What should we start with? Should we start with the superstitions that we maybe believe? Should we start with uh, a backgrounder? What do, where, do you, where would you like to take actually, us Actually, I journey? have one that I wanted to start with. I did okay. this just for you, sir, seat sitter. Ooh. I found a superstition about seat sitting. <clears throat> and apparently there is a superstition, and I believe it's an old German one, a lot of them are old German ones for some reason. But if you get up from a rock chair, don't leave it rocking. You have to make sure that it's perfectly still before you walk away from it. Because if you leave that rock chair rocking and walk away, you invite the spirits to come and sit in it, basically inviting them into your home to do all sorts of nefarious things to you and, you know, mess with you while you're sleeping or whatever. So there you go. Shit. We will I didn't know begin with a seat sitting superstition. Well, damn, I, I don't even have a rocking chair currently, so I guess I'm okay there. But I've definitely left rocking chairs rocking in the past, for sure. Well, and, you know, if something bad happened to you afterwards, it was all your damn fault. I guess so. Um, <laughs> shit, can you, uh, I hate to do this, but I want to tackle this issue right off the top. Uh, can you refresh your clean feed a little bit? Because it seems like your internet's kind of choppy right now. I sure will. Just refresh the page. If that doesn't work, we'll just power through it power on through i'm giving it a shot we seem to be experimenting some technological differences <laughs> uh well yeah i don't, I don't know we'll is that still, mo better it seems better so far uh okay yeah, good um good. It, it could just be my, my fantastic wonderful alaska um internet service yeah that's what it is because now it's starting to get it's okay or it we'll, could be we'll the spirits oh yeah know, in, uh, that's what it is I am a yeah, little stitious. Yeah, I'm a little stitious. FEMA Region 10, you know, we have, uh, we have, it's, it's the Bigfoots, you know, they, Ooh. they fuck with the power lines and stuff. Is there a FEMA Region 13? Well, heck no, you can't have a FEMA Region 13, that would be bad luck. Hmm, well, so, so there's definitely not? No, I have no idea, man. I'm making this shit up, I go. Uh, it does not look like there is a 13. There is a Pennsylvania Region 13 task force. Yeah, so FEMA... I wonder what they had. They probably only went up to 12, I guess. FEMA regional office location. Where are 11 and 12? I mean, 10 is Alaska. And I believe that I, I think I, we share it with the, like the Pacific Northwest. Okay. They went up to 10 from what I can see. Yeah. FEMA.gov. Uh, yeah. We're at the end. Hawaii is in 10 too, isn't it? Uh, uh, Hawaii. I don't know. I guess I should have, before I started talking out my ass, maybe done a little research on this. I just now thought of it. So. Yeah, well, that's fine. You can't know everything about everything all the time. It's okay. Yeah, I can. The book of knowledge is there for anybody to consult. It's a stupid superstition. I have a. You know what? Let's do a backgrounder on on superstitions. I think. 
Actually, you know what? Bef- not we even a backgrounder. <laughs> There's this guy called Uba Butler. O-O-B-A. O-O-B-A-H is how you spell his first name. Uba Butler. He's a vice journalist for that. Uh, what used to be kind of a cool news outlet that now is just total trash. This is Uba Butler on Vice, and he breaks 15 super superstitions in one day. Pretty great. People live their lives by the weirdest rules. Take superstitions. What if knocking on wood doesn't stop bad things from happening to you? And crossing your fingers doesn't stop you from getting jinxed? Today, I'm going to break as many of the world's strangest superstitions and hope it doesn't ruin my life. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. He fucking broke a mirror after he said Candyman three times. So I've just smashed a mirror to pieces and in theory should have seven years bad luck. I need a dress. Oh, stunning. I think it fits me quite well. So wearing a wedding dress when you're not engaged gives you seven years of bad sex. So now at this point in the video, Uba Butler is walking around in a wedding dress on the streets of what I assume is London, just kind of shouting at people and and harassing them generally and asking them what their superstitions they're afraid of are. Now, wait a minute. This is a dude walking around in a dress in London (laughs) and saying that if you wear a wedding dress before your wedding day that you'll have seven years of bad sex. Does this guy want his dick to fall off or what? Well, he the whole point oh, of this video. Is, yeah, the whole point of this video is him trying. Oh, to that's right. Is he's life. he's going to he's going to defy all of the superstitions. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. It was a kind of a cool. I got to say, it was kind of a cool cinematic shot where it shows his face going Candyman, 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 and then he picks up the mirror and it, that it showed his face in and just smashes it all over the ground. It was a cool way to start the video. <laughs> I got to give him credit for that. Would you feel comfortable with smashing the mirror? Would you open an umbrella indoors? No. What about smashing a mirror? How would you feel if you... Shit, seven years, bad luck. I've already got it, bad luck. (laughs) (laughs) What superstitions do you believe in? I wouldn't want to walk under a ladder. (laughs) Would you be uncomfortable if you smashed a mirror? I'm from Africa, yeah. What do you believe in? Black cat walking in front of you. Black cats are unlucky. As you can see, there's one lick in my face. Excuse me, are you superstitious? Um, I'll occasionally, but the other, I always step on the cracks in the pavement. But step on a crack, break your mother's back. So this video goes on and he just, he, to test if he has bad luck, he has a professional dart player throw darts onto a target that he's holding over his head. And he blindfolds himself and walks across the street in traffic. Never really gets hit or by anything. (laughs) So he just is completely dumbass shit and just turns the world to. (laughs) But I I did learn something from that cringe YouTube channel, Watch Mojo, about the origins of step on a crack, break your mother's back. And I didn't know if assuming this is true, which who knows, assuming this is true, it has racist origins. Don't step on a crack or you'll fall and break your back. (laughs) This more recent superstition was born out of racism rather than concern for mothers. Started in the late 19th and early 20th century, the rhyme was once, step on a crack, turn your mother black. However, that evolved into step on a crack, break your mother's back. There's also a belief that cracks in the pavement lead to the underworld, 
and that stepping on them releases evil spirits into the world. That's superstitious nonsense. You know, step on a crack, break your mother's back. It doesn't work. I know. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, it's a little Golden Girls clip there. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, that's I, what I was going to say. What if you really don't like your mother? <laughs> yeah. Seems... Your mama, you it's take that right money on my pain and uh, Hell no, I didn't take no money on your pain. I quit hollering at me. A little two chains <laughs> reference if anybody pick up on that one. Um, I don't know what, you, what. What are some? What are some that you? What are some super superstitions, Vox, that you actually heed mind to? What are some that you make that you? I heed my well, but you know, before we go there, I I do want to just pop right back to where you were and connect to something that was said in that video where, uh, you know, the guy was, would you be comfortable uh, breaking a mirror, walking under a ladder, whatever? And this woman says, "Well, I'm from Africa, no, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so and I was talking to my husband about this. All the audience that my husband does, he's he's a world traveler. His he's got." thousands and thousands and thousands of um, stamps in his gazillion passports because he's a fix and fly guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, and I ask him, you know, I talk to him about every episode and I ask him about superstitions in all the places that he had been. And I ask him, where are the places that you've been where the people tend to be the most superstitious? And he's in this order, India and China. And I asked him, do you feel that uh, technological um, advancement is is directly correlated, or uh, inversely probably, correlated to superstition or, you know, to belief in superstition? And he said, absolutely. So that's something to do. It's just something that I noticed from the video, so or the, the clip. And so so the correlation kind of- is the least, the less superstitious you are? The more technologically, no. The less be. technologically advanced you are, the more superstitious you are as a culture, yeah. not not yeah, as yeah. a person. Right, right, right. But of course, cultures are built of people. So, but uh, that the uh, in his travels, that's the general. And I, I kind of see. It, I mean, not as widely traveled as he is by any means. But I, you know, I have gone to like South America and Central America, and they are more superstitious there than we are. Like when they drive down, they have the um rosary beads and 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 uh crucifixes and and mother marys and, and do the sign of the cross a lot and and praying before the meal is a is far more prevalent in you know, colombia mexico than it is here um, i think there's something to well, the, at least the where I live. blessing your meal uh mofax has talked about this a lot like the if you have somebody that's putting love into the food you're cooking that it's going to be healthier for you just because rather than some kind of pro and not just the health aspect of processed foods, but praying for your praying before a meal and blessing your food and being thankful for your food. I think even if it's just a placebo effect, your body's going to process it better, but also there might be some. Well, okay. Now, and you just brought something very, that is the placebo effect is that that's, it comes from superstition and it, it leads to superstition. You know what I mean? It, it feeds it and results from it. And what you were just saying about the the thing of the food, you know, I think that that it's a good idea to uh, you know keep your food at proper temperatures and to make sure that it's fresh and do things like that to make sure that it's healthy. Um, don't eat processed crap. Eat, eat good, you know, whole 
foods, that's how you're going to make it nutritious. Blessing it, you know, saying words over it isn't going to make a pop tart, you know, nutritious like a like a salad. It's just not. But it, what if it makes it less? But it's not make it less poisonous. What it's going to do is going to give you a sense of gratitude. It's going to bring into your mind the idea of focusing for just this one moment gratitude that you have something to eat. And it doesn't matter whether it's a Pop-Tart or a salad or a, a Wellington. You know, it's the fact that you have calories on a plate in front of you and that you get to survive for another day. This, you're, you know, give us this day our daily bread. And, and to, to feel gratitude for that is also, I mean, I believe that's also an act of faith that, you know, you, you're, you are giving thanks for this food you have now because you know you're about to consume it and you won't have it anymore. It's, it's, it's like an act of faith that, that at the next meal, uh, this table will have food on it again. So that's, that's what I think that the missing the food is, is about. I don't think it's going to make your food more healthful or less poisonous or anything like that. I think what it does is it brings your mind and heart into a, a, a focused gratitude. And I think gratitude is probably one of, at least if not the healthiest mindset for humans to, to cultivate. And by coincidence, my favorite Pixar movie, Gratitude. <laughs> what, well, so what's your, okay, what's gratitude and puns. Puns <laughs> and gratitude. What's some superstitions you believe it. in? Because I got a couple that I, I, I don't, I don't fuck with it. I believe in the thing is, you don't even have to believe believe in. in, I'm so damned entrenched in that I don't realize the superstition. That's what makes it a superstition. If there's something that I do that's superstitious, because I really try to. I I mean, I I try to consciously look out for things superstitious and to recognize their superstition, even if I something like cross my fingers, which I do, and there's. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's not hurting anything to do it. But I recognize that it's a superstition. I don't believe that crossing my fingers is going to give me, you know, luck or or make my desire manifest. On the other hand, I'm not going to walk past a dandelion poof and not blow and make a wish. It's it's and it's, it's not because I think that that I don't know. To me, it's just kind of. Oh, how do I explain? Oh, here we go. I have a correlation. Um, the period of, of, of the of Gitmonation, of the of the No Agenda tribe, right? This period where we're knights and dames and barons and baronesses and we get, you know, up into Grand Dukes all the way. I, I think Grand Duke is the highest, uh, or and Duchess. But regardless, like, you know, we all know it's all in fun. It's all in jest. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to walk into a some dignitary convention with our no agenda, uh, title, you know, we know it's fun. Um, but we, we all play game. So that I think we all, when we see enough 33s, we donate. (laughs) Well, I'm going to hammer on numerology too, because that's a superstition that I don't particularly believe in, but I understand how it comes in handy particularly for John and Adam, you know, they keep hammering on them because it, because people enjoy the game and they like donating at 33 and they enjoy the game and like, you know, I mean, I, I like my, my dame status. I like being called Lady Vox. It's cool. You know, it's fun. I mean, I know it's, it's just jest and it's just fun, but I, and I know that the whole point is really to support independent me, which, you know, I believe in a hundred percent or I wouldn't be here. 
but um I liked it hundred percent. Oh, Dvorak, forgive me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you a superstition that I actively do. And I think okay. I picked it up from Breaking Bad. The lucky cigarette. When I buy a pack of cigarettes, I take the the front cigarette in the middle, take it out as soon as I open the pack, turn it upside down, and stick it with the tobacco side up. Okay. And I save that cigarette for a moment that I think I might need good luck. Do and you I need smoke, some extra I light, luck. I light that cigarette anytime I think I need some extra luck. Yeah, I do that to this day. I've been doing okay. that. Okay, yeah, just a, a little time. bit more lung cancer at this particular moment <laughs> in time will probably bring me <laughs> the, exactly. the manifestation of the, of the of my desire. Yeah. All right. Cigarettes. Well. well, okay. Here's one that I do. I always wipe from front to back. Is that a superstition or just avoiding some kind of bacterial <laughs> infection in your lady parts? I just thought it was funny, dude. Just leave it alone. <laughs> that's, uh, I, it cracked me up. Yeah. See? Crack. Butt crack. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It butt cracked me up. <laughs> so I said it. Well, um, oh, before I forget, I do have a, a two producers to thank. Sir Candonavian who you may remember from our Tylenol episode, I believe he's we're, we, he's got to come on for another show soon. I know we're, we got something on the back burner with him. He came in with $33 and 33 cents. That's uh, much, much appreciated. Helps pay the bills around here for all the, the, all the stuff. I'll give him a, I'm trying to get Alex Jones clip for him for, uh, for the money. Here we go. The, 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 oh, I, I like money. Yeah. I like money though. Thirty-three, thirty-three from Sir Candonavian. Thank you, sir. He's uh, he's a good dude. He's I love that guy. And uh, also, Dame Delorean came in with a boost, boostagram. So, uh, well, my Albie wallet's not loading now, but I know Dame Delorean came in with a boostagram, and it was from the Antarctica episode that I did with Noah. Oh yeah, I heard that one. Or both um, of them. Wasn't that a double? Yeah, I think it was for part two. Yeah. Well, if it ever loads, mm-hmm. I'll I'll read it off. I think it she sent in twelve thousand something and something sets and said something, but uh, I can't get it pulled up because I I acquainted with both of those lovely songs. Oh, here we go. And, and fantastic. The bowlers are great people. Oh yeah, here we go. Oh, they are. Twelve thousand two hundred eighty-seven sats. Big boost from Dame Delorean. Listening to the Antarctica episodes on our road trip, there was a part where Noah quoted the time, and it was twelve forty-one. Well, I shit you not, Spence looked at the clock, and it was exactly 12.41 our time, too. Wow. And that's a boost from found. So that's a little... And she didn't even know we were doing the stitches. That's a little stitches. She didn't. But the superstition is pervasive. I mean... The numerology is pervasive throughout Monation, and I don't know how much of it is actual superstition and how much of it is just playing the game. Because it's fun to play. You know what I mean? You make things into games. If you have a long road trip, you make shit into games, right? Like uh, looking for the license plates with all of the of the alphabet or you know, stuff like that. Like you make up games to entertain yourself. We have made up these games with the numbers. And I don't know how many people are just playing the game and how many people have actually... Uh, I don't know whether, what the word is. I'm not sure if it's people that brainwash themselves or get brainwashed or what happens. I think some people do really have you know, some kind of faith in the numerology. In fact, no, I don't think. I know for sure. I know that there's a whole word here, and I even wrote it down. It is, hang on, I got to find it. It is 
triskaidekaphobia. Have you ever heard of triskaidekaphobia? That's, that's the fear of, what is that? That's the fear of the number 13. Is that right? That's it. Yeah. It's the fear of the number 13. Cause you've been searching the same subject yeah. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't have known that word either, huh? Not, no chance I would have. If Cause I, I had heard it before. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard it before, but triskaidekaphobia, that is a fear of a number 13. And you know, I travel with my husband a lot and you would be shocked at how many hotels don't have a 13 or how many, you know, 13 is like a, it's there's no table 13 in restaurants. Um, there like there's sometimes streets will go, you know, first, second, third Avenue, but they'll skip 13th. It's insane that people are so scared of the number that comes after 12 and before 14 for no freaking reason. Well, now, except for, yeah, I, it is. I didn't a, know why 13 reason. was unlucky until this week. You looked into that at all, right? You learned something, huh? I did. So the, the theory is is because of the uh, the Last Supper with Jesus. Uh huh. And there were twelve that disciples. One of and, the people, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Judas and one was of the, the betrayer. People ended up being a yeah. One of them ended up being a betrayer, and one of the people ended up being crucified. So you know, yeah, there was some. I don't know why two of those numbers are unlucky. Why aren't twelve and thirteen unlucky? But thirteen is an unlucky number, and it. it from understanding of, of listening and reading around, it, at first it's about being 13 people sitting at your table unlucky, but then it just sort of expanded and became a more broad fear of the number 13 in general. Like, you know, I have 13 stairs. I, I kind of like it. Everybody who's 14 or older has lived through an entire year being 13 years old. and They were fun. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hadn't thought of that before, but it's true. It's true. That's yeah. true. I have a little TED talk maybe uh, on just where superstitions come from. And I believe this, uh, it's not a TED talk. It's like a TED animated video, but this, I think this covers the 13 in the last supper. Are you afraid of black cats? Would you open an umbrella indoors? Oh, I like my cat. Oh, I like my cat. Oh, uh, uh. Whether or not you believe in them, you're probably familiar with a few of these superstitions. So how did it happen that people all over the world knock on wood or avoid stepping on sidewalk cracks? Well, although they have no basis in science, many of these weirdly specific beliefs and practices do have equally weird and specific origins. Because they involve supernatural causes, it's no surprise that many superstitions are based in religion. For example, the number 13 was associated with the biblical Last Supper, where Jesus Christ dined with his 12 disciples just before being arrested and crucified. The resulting idea that having 13 people at a table was bad luck eventually expanded into 13 being an unlucky number in general. Now, this fear of the number 13, called triskaidekaphobia, is so common that many buildings... This is the most insanely spelled word I've ever seen. It is, isn't it? I had to write it out phonetically so that I would be able to say it for the... 13, called triskaidekaphobia. T-R-I-S-K-A-I-D-E-K-A-P-H-O-B-I-A. Is so common that many buildings around the world skip the 13th floor, with the numbers going straight from 12 to 14. Of course, many people consider the story of the Last Supper to be true, 
But other superstitions come from religious traditions that few people believe in or even remember. Knocking on wood is thought to come from the folklore of the ancient Indo-Europeans, or possibly people who predated them, who believed that trees were home to various spirits. Touching a tree would invoke the protection or blessing of the spirit within. And somehow, this tradition survived long after belief in these spirits had faded away. Many superstitions common today in countries from Russia to Ireland are thought to be remnants of the pagan religions that Christianity replaced. Have you ever, I feel like, I, I don't want to assume anything about your life, Fox, but I'm assuming you've touched a tree before. Now and then. I'm Did, I've touched trees. Did you ever feel any blessings from the tree? Oh, yeah. Now, I've seen trees dance <laughs> and smile and kind of wave around mm -hmm. on mushrooms. Yep. It's like very earthy like yeah. uh, experience. But So I definitely believe tr trees have kind of some kind of supernatural energy flow. Yeah, tr um, trees have trees trees have an energy of some sort. So I, when you I knock on wood though, like I'm doing like I'm knocking on wood right now, but that's a desk. Does that count? It has to be a live tree, right? If it's got spirits in it or are there spirits in a dead in a in a desk made out of wood? Oh, wow, you'd have to ask a medicine person about that. But I know that the the wood itself is is important property and a lot of like prayer um uh, what are they called? The the stuff that you use for your tools, like candles or, or uh, ethane or, or chalice or something like that that you might use for a, for a prayer or spell ritual. Sage. The wood part, like the wood for a... Um, no, there's a word for it, for all of the accoutrements. But anyway, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, the wood itself, uh, like, okay, so wands, wands... Uh, and M-A-G-I-C-K magic, right? Wands are usually, uh, they're, they're oak twigs. They're sometimes um, like uh, varnished or something, but they're, they're rarely ever, you know, changed from their natural state other than to maybe, I don't know, stick a stone on one and, and you know, possibly varnish it. But the, the magic wand itself is still the, the wood in its natural state, however, it's separated from the tree. The thing that makes the wood alive is the roots touching the earth. So, I don't know. I don't know how how uh, the the people that have this reverence for wood feel about it being dead or alive. So, but they have the same people tend to have reverence for rocks too, like crystals and so forth, minerals, and uh, you know they're not. Are the, are they any different if they're cut into a certain shape? Than yeah, they are not. if they're extracted from the ground all all pebbly and you know but what I mean. Hard, you, wood can't really have photosynthesis without leaves and no, no, it can't. No. It doesn't. Well, I mean, unless it's a wood that is green enough that it has chlorophyll, but chlorophyll is required for photosynthesis. So um, this is something that I was thinking as you were playing the video, and the the commentator was saying that superstition is often related to i don't know if it's rooted in or if it you know I, I don't know which is the cause and which is the effect but superstition and religion have a lot of crossover right and he had mentioned 13 what do you think about the idea of communion uh, the, and that's a christian body uh, of christ, for anybody body of that's christ. not christian out there yeah, i've right? taken communion right blood of christ body of christ represented by wine and like a, a piece of bread or a cracker or something in the protestant uh ritual it's it's 
simply symbolic, but in the ritual, something happens called a trans, what is it called? Transfiguration, trans, trans something. Trans Maoism. No, not really. It's a, trans it's, it's something <laughs> trans fats. No, I well, it is, uh, okay. So the, the priest prays over the bread and the wine and, um, the, the spirit of God changes the bread and the wine, according to this belief, into the actual transmorgrification, I believe is what it's called. Anyway, it's where the, it's this blessing, this prayer supposedly changes the wine and the, and the cracker into the literal blood and body of That's Jesus. That's a Catholic thing, right? That's a Catholic thing, Yes. Or transubstantiation? Is that it? Transubstantiation? I don't uh, remember exactly what the trans word is, but that's what they profess to believe, is that this blessing causes, like, I don't know, a molecular... Uh, it causes certain molecules to disappear and others to appear, or I don't know, it causes the molecules to somehow transform themselves into other molecules. Uh, I, I'm not sure how they think it works but apparently it works i mean that's the that's the superstition that's the the myth that's the lore yeah there's a i actually have a, a i have a couple cringe i have a series of cringe clips from uh history channel on superstitions and this is kind of a similar thing but it's taking christianity out of it there's a superstition in turkey about chewing gum <laughs> yeah, I heard about that one. Oh my gosh, I was going to tell you about that later, but yeah, play it. And this clip is 33 seconds long, I just noticed. From a government consuperspiracy in South Korea, now to a spiracy in Turkey that is so super, nobody bothers to question it. If you've got a big date at Istanbul's hottest new restaurant, you should probably stick to mouthwash to freshen your breath. That's because there's a Turkish superstition that once the sun goes down, chewing gum turns into the human flesh of the dead. Though nobody knows the true origin of this story, again, it's best to heed the warning since chewing human flesh is typically a deal breaker. I uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that one. Do you think people really nasty. to this day believe that in Turkey? I guess some somebody must. I would hope not. <laughs> but here's the thing: people have never ceased to amaze me with their absolute, uh, let us just say, unreasonability. Is that even a right. reasonableness? Something yes. like that. <laughs> we got a yeah, uh, so, we had a voicemail come in. Oh yeah, well, hit me with a voicemail if I may borrow a. If I saw your camera. pack of cigarettes there, and you had that one cigarette flipped over in the front, and I pulled it out and smoked it, what would be the repercussions? Would uh, voodoo forces get unleashed, or uh, would you? Uh, would it would it steal your life force? No, you uh, get the good. Would I gain? Because uh, I'm much older than you. Would I gain your gain your years? Ooh, or, keep uh, talking. Maybe I'll smoke it. Would it cause uh, instant lung cancer and I would die instantly? Requiring minds want to know. Probably all of the above. You would gain my years, but get instant lung cancer from the voodoo forces. Because you don't have that many years left. Because you. Smoke. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say. I apologize. I love cigarettes. But yeah, no, I mean, if it's a lucky cigarette, right, then then he who smokes the said lucky cigarette should get said luck. Wouldn't you think? I mean, 
Yeah, I think I know, I've actually given away. It doesn't have to be logical. I think I've given my lucky cigarette to people sometimes. As a, as a to- was as it a, also your last cigarette? Now a that's a really. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it'd be both. Usually if it's my last one and I give it to somebody if I like you, if I like you enough. Hey, just just for just for shits and giggles, play um, Nigeria Broom because this is this one is uh, kind of mind blowing. I should be able to say the N word. In Nigeria, it's thought that hitting a man with a broom can cause him to become impotent, even making his entire genitals disappear. (laughs) Fortunately, the victim can quickly save himself if he grabs the broom and returns at least seven blows to his attacker. I don't even want to think about what happens if you hit someone with a vacuum cleaner. I... (laughs) There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, there are a lot of jokes in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I think the, a broom knob, uh, yeah. blowing a knob, several blows, I don't know. Right, or, or a broom handle as opposed to a vacuum hose. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's definitely a joke in there somewhere. But <laughs> Sir Bimrose earlier in the chat said, knocking on wood is what we refer to as foreplay. Ah, uh, darn it. I knew I should have been in the chats. <laughs> uh, well, while we're... Um, well, we're on some weird ones. I got one on knitting in Iceland. Okay. Never has a superstition been as wholesome as this one from Iceland, which asserts that knitting outdoors during the winter will prolong the season. The weather plays a big part in the lives of Icelanders, so there's many myths and superstitions around it. But knitting? Long ago, that old Icelandic snow god must have conjured up a nice tough winter, only to look down to see a little old lady casually knitting on her stoop. The nerve! Knitting on your stoop is actually forbidden in Iceland, so please take the scarf you've been working on for months inside. Watch out, Groundhog. Granny Helga is moving in on your turf. Yeah. Um, yeah. Knitting on your stoop. Uh, that one to me seems kind of stupid. Well, I wasn't into it for the music, but uh, but that is it, it's as weird as the superstition is, so... I guess that's how it fits. There are some, uh, oh gosh, I, th- I think I have one. Oh, one more. Um, play Fan Death. And I know that you said you, you've heard about this. This was actually my first exposure to the idea of Fan Death. I did not know this existed. But Fan Death is a very prevalent fear in South Korea. And all fans are sold with a life-saving cut-off timer to prevent you from being either asphyxiated, frozen, or boiled to death, depending on which bit of air conditioning logic you apply. No one knows how it all started, but there is an excellent conspiracy theory that the government made it up during the 1970s energy crisis. It would be like combating the California drought by telling everyone that having a bath makes you fat. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Fanda. You heard this? You knew that was a thing? I just heard about it in the last week or so, just researching this. Just researching this yeah, topic. I, I yeah, I had never heard of it before. Apparently, it's relatively widespread. I mm-hmm. yeah, never to Korea myself. Big Asian thing. Bimro says, fan, yeah, fan death is what happens but, to an artist after they jump the shark. Uh, <laughs> nice. There you go. Uh, the I black cat funny. one is one I'd always heard, but it's one I, I've had black cats as pets, so I never really got freaked out by that one. But I did start getting weirded out when <clears throat> you run into those girls that describe themselves as witchy or pagan. 
and they really lean hard into having black cats and they like black cats and they're like, oh yeah, they are like bad and that's why I like them. So I'm like, Ugh. oh, I like my cat. Oh, I like my cat. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats and it doesn't matter what color they are. So they can all just stay over there. Although I really do like a good mouse that likes to come on my property and get rid of the shrews. They're great. But um, yeah, and I don't care what color they are. They're, as far as I'm concerned, they're all death cats. Any cat that crosses my path too close is, is impending death. I mean, these things. What about lions and tigers? Trouble. Are you allergic to those? Not my knowledge. Well, Only one way to find out. I don't intend to get close enough to find out. So, so for some reason, my my uh, collar is not shocking me because I it says on my transcript that I've been zapped a couple times looking over there, but I haven't actually felt it shock me. Oh, know. do you get a zap when you get a boost? No, when I say the word like. Oh. <laughs> But the, oh boy, would I get shocked. I would get shocked a lot. I don't know why so, it's not. Um, um, you I'll me do. I'll figure it out later. Way, way back. You asked me way, way back early at the beginning, and I've been thinking about it. You asked me what superstitions I actually do follow. And right. one of them that I do, and it's not because I'm superstitious, it's because I'm polite, is I say tight or bless you when somebody sneezes. I have a clip and, you know, the, on exactly that. But, Oh, I just love meeting new people. You know, that's how you really do learn about life. God bless you. Thank you. I wasn't going to say anything, but then I could see that he wasn't going to open his mouth. Really, I, I, I was only kidding around. He was only joking, Michael. You think you're so damn special because you say, God bless you? Oh, I, I, I don't think I'm special. I, my mother always said I'm not special. <laughs> Are you a gazuntite or a God bless you? Or what's your, what's your go-to? I just say bless you. I generally do say bless you, but I, if I think about it, I'll say gazuntite. Is the literal translation of gazuntite is to your health. Whereas the literal translation of bless you is bless you, and it has religious connotations. And it, it, my religion leans a lot toward the, like, I don't know. It, I, I, I'm not completely, I'm just, it, it, that's, that's completely irrelevant. The thing is, I want to say to your health more than I want to say, you know, God bless you, because I don't know what the God might be. Yeah. And I mean, a blessing from God might not just be a thing. Cool. Uh-huh. And, and it's and it, cool. And it's for true. your health, like Dr. And it's Smith one of the few words that I know in a foreign language. Like, you know, they're, they're very, very few and far between. Gazoon, tight, taco, you know, um, uh, cafe a Only joking, Michael. I'm sorry. All right, take his side. I am not taking his side. Well, whose side are you taking? Well, I'm not taking your side. And you... <laughs> I said, God bless you. Was that so wrong? The question is, did you allow a space for the husband to come in with his God bless you? Because as the husband, he has the right of first refusal. (laughs) Yeah. It's me. Uh, Yes, yes, I definitely waited. But let me say this. Once he passes on that option... That God bless you is up for grabs. No argument, unless she's one of these multiple sneezers and he's holding his God bless you in abeyance until she completes the series. 
Well, I don't think she is a multiple sneezer because she sneezed again later and it was also a single. What if she's having an off night? Hi. Hi. Well, if it isn't Mr. Gesundheit. Oh, yeah. Like there's something wrong with saying God bless you. I was raised to say God bless you. Ah, shut up. See, that, see, God bless that's funny because say he I was raised to say God bless you is what George said and then and then right and then right after that Jerry sneezes uh-huh. and he doesn't he say says, it. And he says and he and, and that's and that there is a classic Seinfeld bit. Ah, shut up. What does it mean anyway? God bless you. It's a stupid superstition. A stupid what? Whatever. You know, if you want to make a person feel better after they sneeze, you shouldn't say, God bless you. You should say, you're so good looking. There you go. And I'm taking that advice to heart now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You are so fine. Yeah, you're that's, so that's, good that's what you got to do. Well, well, hey, so there's the, there's the God bless you. How do you feel about, uh, obviously, you're not a, a stranger to any kind of performance because you're behind a mic right now forming to an audience, albeit a a remote one. But uh, have you done a performance with a company before and been told to break a leg? Yes, and never say Macbeth backstage on a stage production. I was a theater kid from elementary school to to, through college. So I've 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 been the lead in a lot of plays and stuff. Right. So isn't that – wait, where does that come from? Do you do you know the origin of that particular superstition? The break a leg Never or the say Macbeth? good luck and and say it, well both of them. And break a leg. And why can't you say good luck? I you know what? Why do you I have don't to know the origins leg? of because any of those? Breaking a leg is wishing a bad thing. Right? Breaking a leg I mean I don't want to, I've never done it, but I'm assuming that breaking a leg is painful and, and inconvenient and want to do it, right? So that's not something I want to wish on someone, but that's what you say. And if you like it's it why is why is that i think it's a reverse psychology so if you say something's going to happen then the opposite will probably happen is the superstition so if you say break a leg then maybe you'll get a third leg so like you should greet your long uh like say you haven't seen your your brother in 10 years and see him again you're supposed to say fuck you you son of a bitch i hope you have a heart attack <laughs> I, uh, it seems to be this seems to be specifically in the world of theater though um is that because good luck the would theater, always bring bad luck in theater like a light fixture okay would fall is that because the theater is by nature um, a farce it's artifice booberry wants to call in about this should we i'm gonna i'm gonna open the phone line up well, bring it, boobs. Because he's uh, he's also a big stage. He's he's more of a, uh, I mean, he's a stagehand. So if anybody knows, it's him. I did some production, you stage production, and phone. running uh, lighting yeah. boards and stuff. But he's done a lot more of that type of stuff than I have. I was always the uh, the guy forgetting his lines on stage. Phone lines are open, boob. If you want oh. to call. Oh, there he is. There we go. Hello, boobs. You're on the air. It's Absent Six Pack episode two hundred and six. Uh, kind of quiet. How about that? That's that any better? Yeah, that's great. Um, Hi, boobs. The origins, the origins of break uh, a leg. Yeah, break a leg. It 
goes back to the days of vaudeville theater. And if you were going to be paid for performing that evening, your part of your body had to at least break the legs. Legs are a type of curtain that hang from the top of the you know line set or whatever. They're the ones that go up and down. Your borders are the the curtains that go left or left or right. So what 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 the legs and the borders do is provide the frame of the actual stage oh. shot. And okay, so the problem is got... with the definition of the word leg. If we all knew the definition of the word leg in the phrase "break a leg," we would know that that is not wishing somebody a broken leg. Correct. All so right, what, thank you. What's the what's the I do you know the origin stuff. of the Macbeth? You don't never say Macbeth. What's the origin of that? Uh, I think that superstition deals more with the carnage that's actually found inside of the play itself. Mm. And um, I don't. I'm I'm not as well read up on that one, but I, I want to say it's something in that vein that it's it's kind of got like a uh, quote unquote cursed text. Yeah, that makes you sense. Know, there's a lot of tragedy and heartbreak and suffering written in the story. I've seen that. I've seen crazy shit happen when someone said Macbeth on stage I had uh, four lamps blow at one time in this tiny little community theater Jesus I played Macbeth yeah. <laughs> in the play Macbeth and I'm sure at some point yeah, somebody said Macbeth back it? yeah <laughs> so, uh-huh. but I've, it went okay other than I, I hate doing Shakespeare because I don't understand half the lines I'm just reciting them yeah right. it doesn't really flow freely does it no and then, um, it's just from another era. I mean, it's all pretty and everything, but it, I, I guess at this point it should be sung rather. It, it, to me, it's more lyrical than than uh, appropriate for a play. Because I mean, it's better for a music video, honestly. I the language is too far removed from my current understanding. You know what I mean? Like, eh. yeah. You and do not totally know what you are talking topic. about, and you shouldn't. That's it's way I, off that's topic. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I was going through my head every any time I did Shakespeare, and Tartuffe was even worse. We I, we did Tartuffe, the French play. Holy moly! Was there any other theater superstitions you had? Um, there in there one. I think I might have heard you talk about it on Behind the Schemes. Was, isn't there something with the lights, the way lights are run or well, set? You um you don't want to whistle on stage. Whistling was used back in the day to communicate between stagehands. So like. You know, if you needed to call in this drop and a pipe, but you got two dudes on the mid rail halfway up the side of the building, and they got these huge bundles of hemp rope that they're flinging off the side of the uh, the mid rail there, and that creates your counterweight system. Um, now, whistling, whistling indoors in general is considered bad luck, right? That I'm oh, not sure I saw about. a lot of stuff about whistling. Whistling after dark, whistling indoors. There, there's a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it was about like whistling, whistling indoors fact, would bring upon like poverty the, or something. Is what I was reading. Which is another. I think one the I general consensus at the end of of these these things that I was listening to and reading is that just don't fucking whistle. Just don't. Not indoors. Not at night. Not not outdoors. Not in the day. Ever. I, just I, don't do it. I'm a pretty good. I'm a pretty big whistler. I whistle, especially if the acoustics well, are good indoors. Maybe that's why. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe I need or to like you're going them. through a tunnel. Yeah. You ever been inside a tunnel? Yeah. I like to sing in tunnels, but yeah, whistling would be fun in a tunnel in the dark at night. I am a little stitious. <laughs> I'm a little stitious, short and stout. Here is my hand. I am a little stitious. Yeah. Well, well we thank chose you, boobs. This... I don't know. Do you have any other superstitions oh. you want to you want to throw at us real quick? 
Anything you that we maybe you thought of that there's so, there's so many of them. Um, I worked at a theater in Wilmington one time called Thalian Hall, and part of the shutdown procedure every night we had to say good night to the ghost there, Thalia, I think is her name. That was always pretty cool. <laughs> so this is a ghost that was specific um, to that venue. Yep. <clears throat> yep. That's a that's a cool theater. They have a a thunder run, which is a series of wooden troughs back behind the back wall, and you drop an iron ball down it, and just with all the echoing as it's rolling, um, it creates like rolling thunder. Cool little contraption. Old vaudeville house, man. That would be a fun topic, Chris. Vaudeville theater someday. Yeah. Oh my what gosh. Was the one yes. That, what was the, the sound one that did uh, in there? The my bla- goodness. What was the was vaudeville the blackface one that did all the blackface? <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, you know, <laughs> transcendently connected, I suppose. Yeah, I, I'm. But you know, yeah, there's a, there's a spin dance thing, as a variety show kind of thing, right? And I, if if it, if it got a little bit flirty, it became burlesque, correct? That's where they did like the strip tease kind of thing. But it was sort of the same thing. Uh, it was a variety show. Well, oh, I, dude, I'm that's a good idea maybe... for a. That's a great dude. Blackface. Uh, Blackface strippers or blackface uh, burlesque shows. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get shot, huh? I, I think you have a, a winning idea. <laughs> I, that's a real moneymaker, uh, I think. Wow. There's there's no way that this could go wrong. <laughs> it's foolproof. <laughs> They'll never expect this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, uh, my name and number. I'm, I've, I'm rebooting the... Uh, secondary laptop to try to get the shot collar working but it seems like i have avoided the the sting of <clears throat> geek's shot collar for tonight unless i can get this working so at least something's going right that's lucky now that's lucky i could uh start driving and by the time you do your next episode i could procure a cattle broad <laughs> just a branding iron just like a hot <laughs> just brand the word like in into yeah. my back or my ass cheek every time i say it just the same spot over and over. Yeah, I think I would just stop talking. <laughs> I think I would shut the show down before that happened. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I got I got great. some more clips to get to. Um, white, what do you guys know about white lighters? Uh, also bad luck. See, that's one uh, that a lot of friends, say, a lot of my stoner friends always told me, like, oh, I don't have a white lighter on you. But <laughs> I, when I pointed out to him, if you just peel off the paper, every lighter, every big lighter is a white lighter. Of, yeah. So really, it's just anti-big yeah. marketing, I think, is where that came from. But Could I'm going to dip but, out of here. Thanks um, for uh, hey. opening the lines. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, boobs. Behind the scenes. Bye, boobs. BadRadio.live. It was a good show over there. Um, yeah, let's... Okay, so there's white lighters. Do you have, did you know about that one, the white lighter curse? I didn't until you mentioned it. I had to look it up. I had no idea. Um, I figure if a lighter still has fluid in it, it's a good lighter. Like, okay. I, I didn't know. This is uh, and as you just pointed out, they're all white lighters. They just close on. Exactly. Yeah, all the naked bics are white, at least in my experience. All but the naked is, bics are white. This is from yeah. uh, High Times. Well, apparently this is uh, something that's going on since the 60s. Since then, uh, it seems that stoners and people uh, who use lighters, uh, they, they don't want to use them anymore because uh, there seems to be a curse uh, 
associated with it. Bic lighters, especially the white Bic lighters. Jimi Hendrix died uh, in September 1970, and less than a month later, Janis Joplin died of a drug overdose. Jim Morrison of the Doors died back in 1971. All three were left-handed. They all died at the age of 27, and all were reported to have a white lighter at the death scene. Even Kurt Cobain's autopsy report notes that the, there was a discovery of a white lighter at the scene. Plus, there are numerous accounts of breaking your bong, stash accidents, just plain bad luck. So be careful. Be careful out there with those white lighters. That I've, I have friends that are dead, very, uh, a couple friends that are dead serious. They will not fuck with you. They will not fuck with a white lighter, and they will not fuck with you if you have a white lighter on. Freaks them the fuck out. Huh. Yeah, that's said. That was a new one to me, but geez, it must have been when, uh, oh, what's her name? When Amy Winehouse died was when I heard about the 27 Club. I didn't even know about that. Like, I, I really, pop culture isn't something that I, I really, uh, you know, immerse myself in. It flows across my, you know, it, it comes across plate and stuff, but um yeah, that's so. Yeah, I didn't even know the white lighter thing. That's that's a bit of pop culture that I was not familiar with before. I got a I got a long clip this. that I sweetened here, still on the white lighter myth. This is from a YouTuber called Jacob Fucking Jones, and uh, I sweetened it a Bring little it bit. Fucking on. <laughs> I sweetened this clip a little bit because there's a certain word that he just can't remember what it is. And spoiler alert, the whole ah. video, he doesn't remember what the word that he's trying to remember is. It revolves around this word that he doesn't remember. Okay. <laughs> I do not encourage or condone the use of tobacco or cannabis products. And if you're under the age of 18, you can go ahead and get out of here right now. Alrighty. So today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the white lighter myth, my opinion on the white lighter myth, what caused the white lighter myth to happen, and uh, talking also a little bit about who's died because of white lighters. Well, because of white lighters, not really because of white lighters, but they are a, they're, they're associated a lot with negative connotations and are generally considered to be bad luck. But uh, yeah, today I'm gonna be smoking a little bit of a Chesterfield red cigarette and uh, not using a white lighter. I didn't bring a white lighter with me today because I am a little bit, um, what's the word? I'm trying to remember what the word is. Um, I do believe in it a little bit kind of thing and I just don't wanna have it where I have a white lighter on me and then I die for some reason kind of thing. It would make me fully believe in the myth. But uh, yeah, without further ado, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and get this lit up, go ahead and start talking about the white lighter myth, and go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about my opinion as well. Let's get it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I don't know why he has the mind. I think it's the Minecraft <laughs> background music starts playing for the rest of this video as soon as he, <laughs> the moment he uh, starts, he lights oh, the cigarette, and then is? the Minecraft music starts. In the rest of the video, you hear the Minecraft music in the background. It's like, what? I don't know why. The white lighter myth, and go ahead. And uh, talk a little bit about my opinion as well. Let's get it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But yeah, what is the white lighter myth and what caused it to happen? Well, basically, the white lighter myth was caused by a lot of notable musicians dying with white lighters in their pockets, specifically white Bic lighters. However, it wasn't only white Bic lighters. It was also a bunch of different lighters at the time. Um, however, white lighters as a whole were not super common when a lot of these people died. Um, some of the notable people who died were Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin and uh, Jim Morrison and generally white lighters are considered to be pretty bad luck I got to be completely honest with y'all. I have a white lighter. I uh, took a white lighter and I uh, took the wrapping off or I took a white I, I, Not a white lighter. I didn't buy a white lighter I would never buy a white lighter, but I took a lighter and I took the wrapping off just for fun to see how easy it was and um, Yeah, I don't carry it around with me anymore because I, I believe it's bad luck. Um, I know it might sound a little bit uh, I'm still trying to remember that word <laughs> But, um, 
It might sound a little bit weird if I'm saying that right, because uh, I don't really believe in ghosts or anything like that. But uh, I just don't want it to be a sign of bad luck. And, and to me, white lighters are a sign of bad luck, maybe even death. So uh, I might have it, but I'm not going to carry it around with me unless I'm moving or something like that. But uh, yeah, what is my opinion on the white lighter myth, though? Well, my opinion is that it's not true, obviously. I basically am just contradicting myself right here because I'm not willing to carry a white lighter with me. However, I don't think it's true. There's no proof that it's true. It's just a bunch of musicians dying with white lighters in their pockets. Now, my personal opinion as to why the white lighter myth is a thing, though, this is where it gets to be my opinion. Because this is something a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of people don't talk about why the white lighter myth might, ha might be a thing. Well, the majority of the people I mentioned who died, such as Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison, were drug users. Kurt Cobain obviously used heroin. Um, and while they might not have all died by uh, overdose, Kurt Cobain obviously committed suicide, um, they were all users kind of thing. They all used hard drugs. And because of that, well, I believe that when they were high, they would strip off the, the lining because, well, they just got it, something in their hands and they just want to mess with something in their hands kind of thing. They're high and they want to mess with something, so they're going to mess with their lighter. That's actually, I kind of buy that. I like his theory there. That is not the worst theory in the world. But, I mean, until then, he didn't say anything that was particularly, I don't know, enlightened. In no. fact, <laughs> this guy's. What did he say? He contradicted himself? Yeah, you did contradict your, yourself, dude. Yep. He. This guy's whole YouTube channel is just him smoking a, different types of cigarettes. It's like it's all tobacco-themed oh, well. YouTube channel. All used hard drugs. And because of that, well, I believe that when they were high, they would strip off the, the lining because, well, they just got it, something in their hands and they just want to mess with something in their hands kind of thing. They're high and they want to mess with something. So they're going to mess with their lighter. <laughs> that's just a crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's just not a terrible theory. Mess with something theory. And mess I mean, with especially if you've been using stimulants. If you're using any kind of stimulant, you want to, uh, you know, you have a tactile like thing going on. You want to mess with something. Yeah. Uh, I, some. So, eh, I don't know too much about like heroin, and so I, I know I was talking about Kurt Cobain heroin. I I have very very little experience with heroin, but um, there are other drugs that you know I've dabbled around with, and and yeah, that's a valid theory. I I like I like messing with uh, you know little I it's they, they call it tweaking for a reason. You tweak on stuff, you know. Yeah. You tweak stuff. By the way, Sir Bimrose in you know, the chat says... You might do says, it for all uh, tweakend. Sir Bimrose in the chat said Kurt Cobain is was always shooting his mouth off. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, yeah, Blue Douche also in the chat pointing out the Minecraft music. I don't know. I, don't, I just found this guy called Jacob fucking Jones, and this is what he had to say. By the way, the, the part that really made me want to clip this, other than him not remembering the word superstitious, is uh, the end of... He smokes... He's, I assume at this point you would be a professional cigarette smoker if you make all you do on YouTube is smoke cigarettes. He smokes this fucking red cigarette down to the filter and smokes the filter and goes, oh, that's hitting harsh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, man. don't smoke yeah. the fucking filter, bro. What the fuck? That they always have on them because a lot of these yeah, people smoke right. cigarettes as well. And also smoke herb, of course. It's uh, very ingrained in, in, in uh, herb culture and uh, both cigarette culture alike. Um but it's one of those things where these people used a lot of drugs. And uh, because of that, they would have stripped the, the, the um, covering. I'm trying to remember my lighter, where I put my lighter. There it is. They stripped the design off of the lighters um, to make it where it was white. 
because they didn't really have much else to do. They didn't have a phone they could just mess with or anything like that. And um, yeah, that's pretty much my opinion on why they all died with white lighters because while they were just messing with their lighter, they stripped it off and they ended up dying with one in their pocket. And most of these people were hard drug users and, and pretty much that's my opinion on it. To be completely honest, that's, that's pretty much my opinion. I hate this guy. <sighs> that was a very hot hit. That was a very hot hit. Almost annoying to the point of hot. Let's get a y'all though. Let's go ahead and take another one. I mean, he is literally smoking the filter. There's so nothing left to put again. the filter. And he's man, hitting man, it again. Man, man, man. Let's take another Here, this really I sucks. Think I think do it one more he, time. He hits it three times after it's already the... That was a very hot hit. That was a very hot hit. Almost annoying to the point of hot. Let's get a y'all though. Let's go ahead and take another one. Man, 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 man. Hey, so you got moron of the day. I think this is going to be the last hit as well. Let's take another hit. Uh-huh, yeah, one more. hope y'all's day has been going well, and I, I know my day has been going well. That's the cigarette, so that's the video. Thank you very much for watching this video, guys. <laughs> uh, that, you dude. get filter cancer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't hope anybody gets cancer, but, but uh, you know, if there was a candidate ever, that would be the one. Smoking, it just, have you ever, I've, I've been drunk enough, especially if you have cigarettes that have a white filter instead of the orange. When you turn it backwards and light the wrong end, right yeah. the wrong end, fucking the worst taste ever. Like, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, and this guy's just well, sucking it down. But you throw—I don't puke, but you throw it away immediately, and and yeah, you don't do that again. You make sure for the next, like I don't know, month. You look every time like I don't want to do that again. Yeah, and then you well, get lax again, and you again, and screw up again. But then cigarettes, you quit smoking. No, what I did is I quit, I quit smoking cigarettes, and now I don't have to worry about it. So, woo, right? But, hey, I, I, I'm no judgy, no judgy at all, because I smoke for a long time, so. Yeah, I, Do uh, you? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, fine. Go ahead. I, I, I'm looking at my notes here, because I have some cool stuff to talk about, so. Go, yeah, I'll, I'll put the ball into your court, then. What you got? Okay, so I will talk about, like, we have talked about at least one superstition that i think is just gross which is um this is religion too it's uh, but the 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 transubstantiation thing in the catholic religion about the the blood and the and the wine and the crackers and the flesh thing right and it's it's kind of the same thing as that thing in turkey with the chewing gum after dark where the gum is supposed to turn into dead flesh Mm -hmm. i see a correlation there i mean it's a it's just me drawing you know, drawing correlation because human minds like to see patterns where they don't exist. But anyway, uh, but all right. So a couple of other ones that I are just freaking gross, dude, are why do people walk around and think it's good luck to have a foot of a rabbit, a rabbit's foot, like a, a cut off limb, a cut off extremity of a little bun bun. You know, aren't they, are most of the rabbit's foot artificial now? Aren't they fake? Or are they actual rabbit's feet? I guess sometimes. They are. I don't know. That's not the point. The point is it has been and was a superstition for a long time. And it's about a rabbit's foot, dude. And here's the other one. All right. A wishbone. We get the bone from the neck of the turkey and we hand half of it to one kid and half to the other. And the one that gets the biggest half gets their wish. You're breaking the bone of a creature. 
I mean, it's not a living creature anymore. Obviously, it's dead. But the thing is, why are we playing games with its body? Like, I would be fucking offended if somebody broke my bones to play a game after I was dead. I'm like, just, I... you know what? Burn me up and move on. Don't don't play games with me. That's, that's disrespectful. I thought Wishbone was a detective who was also a dog that solved crimes. Dude, you know the Wishbone superstition? No, I do, but I also am pretty so sure there was a detective me. dog called Wishbone. Am I? Did I hallucinate that? I have no Somebody in the chat idea. would know. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, ask ask chatters. I don't know. Somebody it confirmed like that Wishbone is a detective dog that solved crimes. It was around the Mary Kate and Ashley uh, Olsen twins era. Okay, okay. I I kind of they they did that show right in the eighties that the family show Full House. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mary yeah, Kate and Ashley yeah, yeah. had like okay. a detective show, and Wishbone was a detective dog. Okay, yeah, Chad. Oh, I, I didn't watch TV after that. Yeah. 1995 to 1998 Wishbone TV series. Thank you, Cop Jen and Pfeiffer. Okay, I'm not entirely okay. crazy, but yeah, the, no, it is weird the wish that the Wishbone breaking that off to make a wish. Yeah, that you do that to make a wish. Are there any? Uh, so there's that's the uh, the rabbit's foot is an animal part. The turkey wishbone's an animal part. Are there any other animal is parts? Is an animal part. Luck. Um. There's got to be a couple more. Hmm. I don't know. Um, Those are two well, good ones. A wish isn't necessarily for luck, but it, to me, that it, it wasn't even an animal part that it, it struck me just as being, uh, I don't know, just gave me the... The jibblies? Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. The heebie-jeebies? The heebie-jeebies. So, uh, oh, there was a thing I was going to connect that to, and it was about... Let's see. Um... <laughs> oh, here. I know what I could talk about. Uh, we chose the date of show tonight because it is the full moon. And there mm. tend to be superstitions around the full moon. What so, I heard was if you yeah. get a haircut on a full moon, you'll go bald. I just learned about that one this morning. I have never heard that. I, I know my grandma and my moon. aunt and a bunch of family members I've known were nurses, uh, like ER nurses overnight. And they, all of them unanimously said full moons are when the crazy people would show up and crazy shit would go down. Do you think that's true? Do you think that, that, uh, there is more, uh, psychopathy during a pull uh, during a full moon? Well, do you believe that the moon can control the tides? Of course. And humans that, are 80% water, so it probably changes the chemistry. The moon that, can change the chemistry of a person's body and cause them to act differently, I would imagine. It is a theory, and it is certainly worth contemplating. It has not been proven conclusively to the point that I'm I'm willing to accept it as for sure, but I, I'll definitely hold a space for the possibility. Okay, right? do you believe in werewolves, though? But, <laughs> of course. Who doesn't blue werewolves? <laughs> okay. At least we're in agreement on that. What's your what's your uh, full moon? What do you got for full moon? Oh, what do I have for full moon? I was okay. So the the full moon stuff that I know of is it's superstition that surrounds um, the, the stuff that you that you were talking earlier about witchy pagan. Um, yeah. Was that you or was it? Yeah. Okay. I think it was me. <laughs> so. Well, I don't know. It could have been boobs or someone else. It's anyway, a full moon, or, so or I a, yeah, a I mean, clip if, or if, something. I don't, if I'm like a little forgetful, it's I'll just blame it on that. Right, it has nothing to do with any other substances whatsoever. It's, of course it's not. all the full moon. See, I right. So, I'm um, beer, 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 beer. Yo. 
Cracking one open. I'm drinking a blue moon. Sorry, carry on. Ooh, very nice. Um, so, but the the full moon stuff that I know of is is more like it, it's at that place where religion and superstition kind of overlap. Um, this is in Native American and and pagan, you know, like Wiccan kind of pagan um, uh, earth worship thing. Not necessarily earth worship, but nature worship. So earth, sky, sun, stars, all of that stuff, right? Or even like a what you might think of as pantheistic um, mm. religion, with yeah, like everything is God. So in in some of those uh, cultures, I guess the idea, is, the the myth is that there are more babies that are born during the full moon for what you were talking about, gravitational pull and blah, blah, blah. That's how they're justifying it. It does not bear out, though. I mean, if you look at numbers, it doesn't bear out. So it is just a superstition, but people still really believe it. And um, they also believe or say that uh, sexuality is more um, pervasive, like you're just, it, it's horny time. Um, basically it's, it's bunny time, um, and that it's a good time to try something new. But did you say bunny time? Interested. Bunny, you know, like bun bun, like, you know. So maybe, you know maybe what the bunnies, rabbit's foot thing comes from do? like a foot, fo- a foot fetish, rabbit foot fetish. No, but the rabbit thing could come from a fertility fetish. That makes sense. If you think about it, rabbits are very fertile, right? And they're known for it. You know, fuck like bunnies, that kind of thing. They they have yeah. a lot of progeny, right? So Thumper. maybe rhymes with humper. Th- <laughs> to quote uh, Mitch Hedberg, well, if carrots e- got you drunk, rabbits would be has. fucked up. <laughs> okay, uh, but but maybe that that does have something to do with the the tradition or the superstition of the rabbit's foot being lucky because you know rabbits they get lucky a lot. Ooh, okay. I like that. So, well, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, but it's that's what we're here for, right? We're we're talking and thinking about this. Oh, I so, thought you meant um, fucking. <laughs> that's why humans. Are no, we're not. Beef, beef, beef fruit. No, that's why humans are here. Yeah, yeah, we are here because of yes, exactly. But maybe the the good luck from the yeah. No, I, why we're here? But by we, I meant you and us. Oh, you, you specifically and me, us on this podcast right now talking to whoever is listening anyway so um where was i going with it was about the full moon and about oh um fertility and oh oh but here's another thing about the moon that's full the farmer's almanac has like all of the planting and harvesting and stuff by the moons Mm, that's the ben franklin one do you think i believe so yes sir do i think what so the well, do you think that there is any validity to the idea of of planting and harvesting according to and for the reason that you just mentioned, the gravitational pull? Um, do you think that there is any any validity or any um advantage in using such a, a system for, for planting well, now, and harvesting and see and now gardening? you got my brain working. And I haven't thought about this before, but what if the what if the water in the ground gets pulled up? a higher area because of the full moon 
and it makes the okay. soil more fertile because it would have been lower in the dirt, but now it's higher up towards the surface. So you can get potatoes and carrots and I shit growing I think that's, that's quite sensible. I, I mean, certainly seems logical to me. Is there anything um, to like the moon affecting uh, periods or is that just an old wives tale? Not in my experience. No. And I've been having periods for 40 years and no, you know, that a lot so of moon, things affect it, but not the moon. The moon doesn't affect it. No. In, like, the reason bears. it's your moon. Well, the reason it's your moon is because the average woman has a period every 28, has the big, the first day of her period is every 28 days. Right. And that's just average. But, um, and, and that's what a moon cycle is, is 28 days for the, the moon and the earth to make their little dance around. So that's why it's a woman's moon, but it's not, yeah, no, the moon itself doesn't have anything to do, at least with my cycle. I, I certainly can't speak for every woman in the world, but. Well, while you're debunking myths, can you debunk, is the bear, every, is like what the is it? bear attacks, is that one, her. is the bear attacks one true or is that a myth too? Like. You're on a your period in the woods. No, a bear, a no, no, a bear can definitely smell your period. Oh, so that one is true. A dog can too. Yes. Oh, animals can smell that. For a minute, for I always thought that I was always told that's just a stupid superstition. Stupid superstition. (laughs) No, animals can smell. That doesn't mean they're going to attack you, but they can tell. And I, I don't think a human is going to smell like a bear. You know what I mean? And besides, estrus is not the same thing as shedding a lining. It doesn't, it it doesn't indicate fertility to a bear. I haven't haven't had an opportunity to use this AJ drop in a while. Period. (laughs) You don't have enough uh, women on your, on your show. I I mean, it's like a probably a 30, 70 split. That's not oh, enough. I guess well, I need to have a. I need to have my diversity quota fifty fifty split. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, I don't get me to lying. All right. So. Period. Uh, so so is that all the? I don't know. I'm trying to think of more full moon stuff. I, the werewolves is a big one. Um, people acting. I I do think that the people are more likely to act weird on a full moon, but that's just totally anecdotal from yeah, personal experience and people I'm, I know. Well, personal experience, you know, I have said many times anecdotes become a lot more plausible when they're your anecdotes. Yeah. And they you know help I mean? you if you get bit by a snake to a poisonous snake or poisoned uh, like cyanide. Uh, huh. wah, 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 wah. Oh, wait, that's okay. antidotes. Right. We're going to miss. So what about, well, uh, all right. We already, we already, um, flicked the the nose of morology just a little bit but you know what else no agenda talks about is the rain stick which as far as i knew before i ever listened to the no agenda show it was just a musical instrument right it's a it's a percussion instrument or a i don't know not percussion but like it's a it was an instrument like a maraca almost yeah yeah kind of but anyway so as a as a I did not realize that the the origin of the musical instrument was in something that was like a, a prayer for rain, although it makes sense. But what do you think of that? Like, 
the, specifically the no agenda the, rain sticks what i think about it the it no work? agenda rain stick mm. the no agenda rain stick what are they your seem thoughts to work on the too no well rain they, stick? they seem to work too much and then they always overuse them and then it they seem flabbergasted every time that they get way more rain than they wanted so i'm i don't want to break the fourth wall and say it's a lot of it's a bit but uh they can't be that surprised every time for real right i don't know i'm not in their heads no. um i'd say Do- i think i think it's kind of um it depends how much how, what you believe about the nature of consciousness and prayer and if a bunch of people are all praying for one person are they going to be more likely to be better off or if a bunch of people are wishing ill on someone is it's how, how much of reality is dictated by people's thoughts because if it was just adam and john with nobody listening shaking the rain stick maybe the rain would be less likely but if you have their million or so listeners all thinking about the rain going into this certain place because the rain sticks got shaken maybe that makes it more likely like a power in numbers now thing. Like you've the bible's into it yeah <laughs> well like the bible says if it wherever two or more are gathered i'm there with praying it's like the more people you have uh, willing something into existence, the more likely it is to happen. I would say, if you're into that woo woo hippy dippy bullshit, is that a good answer? Well, I maybe. <laughs> I I liked it. I liked it. I'm thinking about it. Um, because you're you're getting into to an area there about the idea of 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 mm, you say it the the will of the people, but the 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 concentrated and and not concentrated. Uh, cooperative where all of us are thinking oh. and wishing for the same thing at once it's it, well, it's wishing it can be praying it can be and but people do it and it i tend to believe in it and that's just a belief i can't prove it that, that's just me that's me telling you that so I you believe. think the rain sticks work i think that the power of directed mental energy, energy of a lot of humans yeah, energy weapons. Exactly. Jewish yeah. space lasers. The directed, our, our, our thoughts directed in, you know, combined together and facing one direction can... Harry Styles? Yeah, I think there's a thing. You know, I think that prayer and and um, even spells, you know, spell casting, um, they, they're pretty much the same thing. It's just one of them invokes a deity and one of them may or may not invoke a deity. Uh, but they're what, what those things are like those, um, the symbols that are, are within those, those prayers and rituals, like the candles or the, the, the wine and the cracker or, you know, whatever the, the prayer cloths, the, the arraignments, all of those things are, are something that is meant to help humans focus their energy in this direction. Uh, you know, all of you you're you're reminded to focus in this direction it, it helps it focus tool that's all it is it's not the it's not the rain stick itself that has any kind of mystic quality the 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 mysticism comes from the, the mental energy mental energy is energy i don't know how it works but it is energy and when you direct it i think it has an effect it's supposed to I know it has an effect because if enough people put their energy to, or even if one person puts his energy towards something, it will make it happen. There will eventually be a physical component, but the mental part has to come first. So all... Do you believe in speaking yeah, things ahead. into existence? Like uh, 
I you, believe in speaking things enough that you convince yourself of it so that you move your ass and work it into existence. Yes. But it, do you think there's a, if, if I say, oh gosh, I hope I don't get in a car accident today. Does that make me getting into a car accident more likely? No. So, Cause, um, no. It, the Terrence McKenna thing is like he always talked about the world being made of language, but MoFax kind of blew my mind when he started breaking down that spells, spells are spelling, spells are just words, and curses are a verbal curse. Like and cursive is also language. It's like the the language spells are prayers. Right. A- anybody who understands what a prayer is knows what a spell is. They're exactly the same thing, except that a prayer generally invokes a deity. And a spell may or may not invoke a deity. That is the only difference. The rest of it is the same. The components are words and possibly some physical component, like, I don't know, candles or prayer cloths or uh, eye of newt or, you know, what what have you. They're, but they're essentially the same. Mm, yeah, and, I don't know. I don't know where I land on that one. It's something I think about. Ooh, what you drinking? La Croix, lime, naturally essenced, sparkling water. Because, how JCD of you. Um, how JCD of me to spike it with a little bit of rum. Ooh, what kind of rum? Yeah, that's my thing. Oh, actually, the rum is the, the shitty, well, it's not shitty. It's actually the best rum in town, but it's bottom shelf. It comes from Safeway, and it's called, um, I'm trying to think of it. It's I've got it in a different bottle right here. It's a, 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 damn. It's the Safeway rum. That's the only p- place in town that sells it. And it's like, it's the bottom shelf shit. It's the cheapest shit and it's the best stuff. If you do a blind taste test with rum, it's better than anything else. And it's, um, uh, is it better uh, than bamboo little Wayne's rum? King, Cause that's, that shit's like so smooth. King something bamboo little Wayne's rum. No, I have not had, I've never had that. Where do you live? Wheezy. Tennessee. Tennessee, right? Yeah. Tennessee. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know Tennessee rum. Uh, There's one in Pennsylvania called um, Joaquin's. You ever heard of that one? Or Jackwins? It's J-A-Q-U-I-N-S. You think it would be in Phoenix, Arizona. It's Joaquin's. It's, well, it, it's, they're made, it's made in Pennsylvania. And it's really good. And the people there turn their nose up at it because it's local and it's cheap and it's on the bottom shelf. And, but... I mean, I, you compare it to uh, the worst rum in the world to me is Bacardi. That shit tastes like lighter fluid. It's nasty. I don't like no, it. No, that shit's... Don't like it. That's... Yeah, don't Bacardi like is... Don't like it. That's not even... Well, lighter hey, fluid. It's lighter fluid. Yeah, it's not... <clears throat> Bamboo is the shit, and uh, Bacardi is like um, more over... Bacardi is so overrated, it's... But it's like your standard it's rum. It's lighter fluid. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hey, mean, I'll, If I'm on a plane and that's all I can get, sure, but... I wonder why, uh, I'm still trying to figure out why I'm not getting zapped, but that's okay. I'll figure it out another day. A lot of troubleshooting to do. While we're talking about booze, I got some, I got a, uh, booze superstitions clip. Good. We come to Europe now, and we'll start with one of the favorite pastimes, drinking. From Russian vodka to German beer and French wine, the Europeans love to drink. A report from the World Health Organization published in 2014 showed Belarus leading the world in alcohol consumption per capita, with 17.5 litres of alcohol drunk per person per year. 
Now, just to be clear, that's pure booze. So in more realistic terms, that would be equivalent to about 900 pints of beer per person per year. In fact, European countries occupy 26 of the top 30 alcohol-consuming nations, with only Grenada, South Korea, Australia and South Africa joining in for another round at the winner's bar. So, given Europe's love of the bottle, there are plenty of alcoholic superstitions going around. In Russia, you should always finish all of your drink. And if it's a shot, you must never put it back on the table until it is empty. You should clink glasses for each new round of drinks, unless you're at a funeral. If you want to send your friends to their funeral in Germany, you just have to say cheers or prost in German with a glass of water. It's considered very rude in places like Bavaria since you are wishing death upon everyone. But the Germans often meet up for a drink down there local, often called a Stammtisch, meaning regulars table. When you walk in, rather than waving to the group, you should knock on the oak table that they are all sitting around. Now, as you all know, the devil can't touch oak. He has some sort of allergy, I believe. So, to prove you are not the devil, you should rap on the table. In France, if you are drinking, you are very likely to be eating as well. They have the generic fear of the number 13, like much of Europe and the US, but it's especially true for a dinner party. 13 guests will mean things will turn out very badly for one unlucky diner. This is thought to come from Jesus' Last Supper, where Judas turned out to be a traitor. Okay, yeah, full circle back to the Passover thing, but the uh, yeah. there's also a superstition that I was raised to believe that if you, you were going to go to, like, extra double hell if you took communion before you were saved in church. Ooh, yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah, like, extra blasphemy. Yeah, I remember that, too. Extra blasphemy. Right. Like. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Uh-huh. No, I've, I, I, I remember that, too. Uh, it's been a long time. I, I haven't churched for, sheesh, like, 35 years. But but I remember. Uh, yeah, and I, I had heard that clip, too, and it... it I'm glad you clipped it out because I thought it was long, but I wanted to mention the stuff that was in it. By the way, cheers. And I was going to ask, yes, cheers, but is that okay? Because this is water, but the water has rum in it. So is it, because I don't want to wish death on everyone. Well, we're not German either. At least, And I'm not superstitious. So, uh, prost. Speaking of church, (laughs) tomorrow night, I'll be on with the Honorable Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer. 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 I'll be on with the Honorable Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer, host of the two-hour folk hour on Sunday mornings. Yes, We're going to be talking sir. about church, megachurches and televangelists. Hey, Doc. So, yeah. Oh, are you? Where shall I tune in? Same t- same time, same channel. No same time, stream, same, same time, com, same channel right here. 9 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Ooh. I might have to crash your party. Ah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I am a little stitious. I got a one more from the History Channel on yo-yos. Oh, yeah, yo-yos. That was nuts. That, this was in the 30s, I guess, is when it was. I know, yeah. I, this is cool as shit. You guys, listen to this. This is awesome. It's funny. Everyone has had a run-in with some party poopers in their day. But due to a particularly outrageous superstition, if you lived in Syria during the 1930s and played with a yo-yo... 
you ran the risk of encountering the literal fun police. Back then, Syria was experiencing a drought and extreme cold which was having a disastrous effect on the nation's cattle. And the Muslim chiefs at Damascus believed the downward and upward cycle of the yo-yos were counteracting their prayers for rain. The chiefs expressed their concern over the toy's evil influence to the prime minister, who immediately sent police into the streets to confiscate any and all yo-yos, no matter how good somebody was at walking the dog. <laughs> Whoa! I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty insane. Uh, and that's, well, okay, That that's going to segue really well into something that I want to talk about, which is the the sociological impact that superstition can have. And and it goes both ways, you know. It's, it's the impact of a society on a person to create a superstition and the impact of that superstition that an entire group is practicing. So, um and one of the, oh, wait, I, there's a clip. I have to look for it. It is uh, the McGillcreased one. Play that one. You know, the true candidate for being a, a Nazi or a Marxist is not somebody who believes passionately in this particular philosophy, but somebody who has simply lost all sense of what is true and what is false. Right. And resists all attempts to correct them by reference to science or mm -hmm. facts. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely in that era. Mm -hmm. I mean, much of science now is politically incorrect, and you get even great, uh, to that endless shame, you get an amazing journal like Nature, m the most distinguished mm -hmm. science magazine in the world, sure. going right back to the early 19th century, saying that you know certain things can't be said, even yeah. if true, in a science magazine. Well, this is appalling. Do you see there to be... In, in in going back to Vico, because this seems to be very much in keeping with, with what you just said, he, he says that one of the characteristics of the second barbarism is the rise of superstitions. So so there's this yes. truncating of the mind where uh, in which pe people begi begin to believe that whilst there's this, this narrow purview, they actually possess the fullness of what, what there is to know. And at the same time, as believing that they have a totally rational view of the world, they're actually committing themselves to a whole load of foundationless superstition. And, and Vico says this is just typical of a declining civilization. Yes. Now, what you just described of, you know, a prestigious journal saying, mm. well, well, actually, there are certain things that may be true, but you can't say them. This seems to, to be at least akin to a superstition. That there mm. are... That... that, 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 that um, you know, it, it, you can imagine in times past someone saying, well, um, that might be true, but if you say it, the fairies will get you or something. Mm, you know, it, mm, it's... It, mm. what, what were they saying? I don't so, speak British. <laughs> what was that thing about the fairies oh, at the end? What he said was, you can imagine in times past people saying, yes, that might be true, but shh, don't say it out loud or the fairies will come and get you. Yeah, but what fairies? Peter Pan? What... <laughs> What he was saying is that is that for magazines like or not magazine I'm sorry scholarly journals like Nature to not be able to say certain things even if they are true is akin to a superstition because 
superstition is saying, yes, it might be true, but if you say it, some the the fairies will get you. And and in reality, what's happening is, yes, there are things that could be true, but if you say them, and certainly you publish them in a scholarly journal like this, uh, you will be canceled and possibly disappeared. Mm. So I mean, it's a real threat. It's a real threat. And it's look what happened with the Schmovid, you know, with the doctors that were asked out of their profession for not playing ball. Lost their licenses for prescribing horse paste. Yeah. So you can see how um, if if a superstition is something that arises, okay, so we never did actually define superstition. We should always do that at the beginning, but it's at the end and we're going to do it now. And a superstition is is something that you believe, but you have, there's no rational, no rationale behind it. It's an mm. irrational belief. Okay. So, or, and it could be true. It's just that you have no rationalization for it. Like a, a superstition could turn out to be true. It's just that if you, you don't have rationalization for it. So, um, the, the, oh, hello. I'm curious about the fairies. Cause I have, I don't know what in particular you're talking about with fairies, but I know somebody that won't that because you can on uh, acid and especially mushrooms. If you're out in the forest, you'll see fairies sometimes. And I know I've talked to two people that I know for a fact don't know each other that both say like the fairies seem nice. Don't ever interact with the fairies when you're on mushrooms. And they both told me the same superstition that I hadn't heard of, but independently of each other. They told me that you'll spend time with the fairies and you'll hang out and you think it'll only have been like an hour, but it'll have been like a hundred years and you'll come out of the trip and the fairies didn't do it on purpose, but their time moves differently. And everyone, you know, will be dead when your trip's over. And I was like, what? <laughs> but these people actually <laughs> believe that shit about the fairies. Well, that's a okay. That's a superstition. The super duper stitch. <laughs> that is a very super duper stitch. That's not that's not a little stitchious. That's super stitchious. But what what I was talking about was uh, along the lines of um, it's it's what uh, happens to a society that becomes superstitious. What happens, and it's or or to okay. So the guy that this the the in the clip that you just played, Vico. He was a um, he was an Italian uh, instructor, a, a, a professor of um, it was a linguistics discipline. Um, 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 dang it, I don't remember right now. But it, it, he said that. Oh, hang on, I'm trying to put all these thoughts. And that Sorry, helps I'm, a I'm lot. I'm just getting the Italian background music for this. Part. There we go. Okay. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> All right. So the Italian guy was... Uh, I really can't do that now. <laughs> so just, let me turn it on. <laughs> yeah. I to... Yeah, I really can't. Sorry. Now, I... I um, I lost it anyway. It doesn't matter what would, what we you had said something about the the fairies, and it's like the the point wasn't the fairies. The point was that the, the that the you can um, publishing certain things is is risky because you can't admit it, even if it might be true. Uh, yeah. Well, and 
that, oh, 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 I remember why I was talking about the guy. So Vico was, uh, he was, he was from, um, he's, he was talking about the second, what he was talking about was the dark ages, mm. right? What he said in the, it was the dark ages. And that was a very superstitious time, right? And that's what they're talking about. Our society becoming now is incredibly superstitious and not, um, it, it's, it's, I'm sorry. I, you're fine. Um, I'm kind I of think... falling apart here. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting late. Uh, now the... my husband walked in. It's it's distracting me. Um, it's all right. You're good. Uh, I I guess I'm I'm failing to connect how I'm I I might have tuned him out because he was British, but the fairies piqued my interest. But I I don't understand. I'm trying to figure out what he's saying <laughs> about how superstition. How is it a superstition to? Isn't that more like censorship or self censoring? What's the superstition angle on it? Maybe that's what I'm having a trouble connecting. Well, no. What he's saying is that superstitions arise in these. It, sheesh! I would have to listen to it again, and it's it's really long, so I'm not going to. But it, it's it's about the the censorship about not being able to say the truth, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that as superstitions arise in those circumstances oh so like historically be, they have because of a lack and of, that's it's kind of like a, a superstition it'd be like what uh, the new york times would call a conspiracy theory in that case like because of a lack of information and, and hiding information then superstitions arise in the absence of truth telling precisely and okay. so you know 50 100 years from now the things that they are now you hit right on the head what they're calling a conspiracy theory now will later be called a superstition. Oh, that was a funny little superstition they had, you know, okay, that yeah. uh, they could. So, yeah, that's that's where that whole thing was going. And it, and it's it's about the I mean, the, the whole reason that I brought it up is because superstition isn't just like a it's a something that has real sociological impact, real psychological impact on people. Um, it's it's not just it's not just gazoon tight or crossing your fingers or I, there's there are things that have have been life and culture changing about it okay for instance for instance what about superstition in medicine what about the idea of bad blood and 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 being leached because of the bad blood you know bloodletting and that was a that was a medical practice that was um sanctioned and Everybody was doing it, and these were people that actually took the Hippocratic Oath and didn't want to do harm. Kind of like mask wearing. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that was, a, that, was but, a, that was a superstition that had no scientific basis because anybody that could well, see that the virus— it was a superstition. There you go. Yeah, because the, everybody yeah. intuitively, anybody that took time to think about it, knew that the virus particles were smaller than, the, than anything that that mask was going to protect from. Much smaller particles. Exactly. Now, that is a modern-day superstition. Yeah. And this is how superstitions arise. And if you think that there aren't going to be dumbass motherfuckers being superstitiously walking around with their stupid, stupid-stitious masks on, Joe Biden could come, you know, <laughs> it, it's all going to happen what? again. What? You cut out their Joe I, Biden I'm drink so, come? Is that what you said? That's what I said. That is, you, you nailed it. Yeah, you can go <laughs> ahead and uh, put an echo on that one. 
Um, I have I have one more that I don't really know that much about, although it seems to be pervasive throughout world history. Is the evil eye like the evil eye watching you? Yeah. My yeah, mind when I hear about that pervasive. always goes to the eye of Sauron. But do you know anything about much about that? Like what what the deal with that is? It's okay if not because I don't know much about it. Not really. Just like the the real stuff that everybody knows. Um, the eye of the pyramid on the dollar is that's the eye of Horus, right? It's a, oh the pyramid it's, one. It's not an yeah. evil eye. Yeah, yeah. That's another. Well, I mean, it's another superstitious eye. So the evil eye. That's it's like voodoo, right? Voodoo, voodoo. That's what I was um, reading anyway. It's. It, it's not a thing that was part of that I grew up in. So honestly, I don't know a lot about how how it's perceived among people that that did grow up that way. It's kind of out of my cultural experience. Yeah, I guess because um, what I was reading and hearing about it, I was confused as to whether the evil eye was some kind of being or entity or demon that kind of could watch anybody like Sauron, or was or some other people that seemed to think if some actual other human being was looking at you, giving you the evil eye, then they could curse you without you knowing it. And that's why you wear the talisman of the eye, blue eyeball to yeah, kind of protect you from that. But the there seems, there seemed to be some crossover and I didn't understand which one was which for some reason. Well, it's like if somebody gives you the stink eye, they can curse you unless you're wearing this amulet, I guess. I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I got out of it. But yeah, like same. I said, I, it is, it's not my cultural experience. So I don't, really understand the nuance behind it it does seem like i mean it's it's an expression that i've heard my whole life so there's got to be something to it that's a, a whole lot more than i i under so there's the evil eye the stank oh, eye and the stanky i mentioned leg. remember the stanky leg <laughs> do the stanky no, leg. sounds disgusting do the stanky leg <laughs> now watch me whip now watch nasty. me nay nay do the stanky leg because there's a stink eye the stank leg and the evil eye i think those are the, that's like the holy trinity of curses I don't know. I've heard of stink finger. I I don't know what inky leg is. I'm sorry. Watch me. You never heard watch me whip. Uh, now watch me nay nay. No. Do the stanky leg. No. Okay. Maybe I'll. <clears throat> I'm naive. That's I'm just sorry. like it's a dumb rap song. Um, but it was also a big dance, <laughs> a big dance move. The stanky leg. Did you like get up on one leg and you jiggle the other leg around? Kind of. You got one more clip. Do you want to? You know what? Close out on that. Send me. Late. Send me a video. Send oh, the stanky video. leg. I'll, okay. Yeah, I mean, not not right this second, but at some point. But um, yeah, I, here's my other clip. I don't remember. Was, hang on, it was the um, Doctor. I don't think we played it. Oh, Doctor Vice, Doctor Vice. Oh, it is, and that's more along the the lines of what I was going. But I wanted to mention a couple of like weird superstitious games. Have you like okay, G board and elevator game? Have you ever heard of elevator game? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay, you heard a Ouija board. Everybody's heard a Ouija yeah, board. Yeah, I don't right? fuck with those. That's a, that's one I don't fuck with. Hell no. Really? You no, don't? Fuck I that, never dude. have. No, 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 no. I'm not scared of it. I've just never been around one. I know I'm people not that have had bad things happen messing with those. Really? So you you really you think they're real? Yeah. I, well, I know somebody that and it's multiple friends. They were on acid and they were up in this attic and they drew blood and they messed with the Ouija board. And there's been a entity that like that door up in the attics or like in the the closet door just slams like all the time when when nobody's there and the lights turn on and off by themselves since then um i think they brought something in there that's still there 
Okay, I you know I'm. I don't fuck with Ouija boards. I'm very stitious about those. Okay. I'm very stitious. (laughs) You're superstitious. Okay. Uh, What about okay? So the elevator game. Have you ever heard of the elevator game? I'm kind of super curious about it. No. I would. I think I would do it just to defy just to defy the game. So it's thing where um, you have to you have to be in a building that. Stories tall, right? And and this whole ritual that you go through, you have to go to the front desk and say something to the front desk person. Then you get on the elevator, right? And then you have to go to this floor, and then this floor, this floor, this floor, and then at some point, when you go to all of these floors, uh, an entity is supposed to get on a, fe- a, a female appearing entity gets on, and then they're going to get off in another couple of floors, and then you got to go down another couple of floors. Like this is a big, long, freaking process. Process. And when you get to, I believe, the 10th floor is the final destination after you've gone up and down several times in a specific order. Um, and you get off and you're supposed to be like in a another dimension, another world. And it's, can, I don't know. Can you get back? I like, I don't, do I'm, I'm, that sounds scary. You can get back. You can get back according to the urban legend, according to the the superstition. You can get back by doing the same sequence of elevator floors again. When you get what's back in the other the dimension? Did they talk about that? Is there like aliens or demons? It does. Or? It does actually. You know what? Give me a second. Let me and excuse. This is going to make a noise. All right. Sorry about that. I went from a standing desk to a sitting one. And I'm going to fuck the rest up. of the clips I got. I want to hear about this elevator dimension. The elevator is cool. Um, and I have always wanted to play it, but I'm, you know, the town we live in, the tallest building we have is like eight stories or something. Is it kind of like the Three Kings ritual that you have to you have to have three mirrors? Um, oh, I've about that too. What is it? I don't how, know. how does it go? I think Do you, you have to. So you have to you have to have three mirrors and like some other ingredients for this ritual. Probably being on mushrooms or acid wouldn't hurt. And then you you like say like a certain thing, and then three faces of three different kings will appear in each mirror, and two of them are lying to you, and one of them's telling you the truth and stuff, and you ask for advice or something. I don't know the exact details. It's been a minute, um, but there's a lot of shit with mirrors. Mirrors are a uh, right. Mirrors do a lot. Of, a lot of these games do have mirrors, and there's like a ball game too i don't remember how that one goes i'd have to read again but the, the it's on um she pasta something pasta pasta uh, i don't creepy pasta the name of it. creepy pasta yeah i think so something like that but okay so the elevator game how you play it you enter the elevator you go to the fourth floor then the second floor then the sixth floor then the second floor then the tenth floor and the fifth floor when you the fifth floor you encounter a young woman you can't look at her or interact with she may or may not try talking to you asking for help or antagonizing you do not talk to her do not look at her Press the button for the first floor. Two things might happen. Elevator descends to the first floor immediately and do not look back or speak. If the elevator starts to go up, you have been allowed into the other world. When you reach the 10th floor, things will look slightly different. No one else will be there. The power might be out. Some players claim to look out of windows and see only a red cross in the distance. If you choose to exit the elevator, you should ignore the woman's attempts to question or stop you. So that's the elevator game. Can you send me a link to that? Sure. Yeah, I'll send you a link right now because I can't talk and chew gum at the same time, but I'll do it after the show. 
That's uh, that one's kind of freaky. Detail. It's creepy, huh? It's creepy, weird, and super super chips. Oh well, okay. So, what Have do you, you think about the symbols? Have I what? Uh, um, you ask because symbology is a whole nother show. Well, I was going to say, what, have you ever? I, I don't want to assume your uh, drug history, so you don't have to answer that part of the question. But have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror for in a lot for a long period of time, on or not on hallucinogens? Uh, yes, and yes. Yeah, see, that's so, pretty. Um, that, and- that, that's <laughs> that's what made me realize like how crazy mirrors are, and then also lucid dreaming. Looking at your reflection in a lucid dream is even more crazy than that. Um, there's something with mirrors. I don't, I don't remember looking at my reflection in a lucid dream though. There's the good way to know that you're going lucid though. You suspect it. And that's to look at your hand. And if your hand looks like a normal hand, then you're not dreaming. But if it looks weird, you're well, lucid. If I'm on mush- enough mushrooms, in a lucid my dream fingers, and they can my do good stuff. Fingers and shrink and go real long and, um, Oh, no, I'm not talking about during trips. I but, mean, I'm talking about just in, in a regular lucid dream. Right. The doorway one is the one that I've had the most luck with where you just get in the habit while you're awake of walking. Every time you walk through a doorway, turn around and make sure the doorway is still there. And if it's not, then you know you're dreaming. Um, but the the thing with mirrors is is uh, kind of freaking. I was just talking to somebody today that is kind of freaked out by mirrors because they say anytime they look at mirrors, they're... They don't feel like it's them they're looking at and the that their reflection is kind of um, and this is sober. They said their, their reflection is not really them or that it's make, making faces at them sometimes and be a little sneaky, which is pretty freaky. Mirrors are weird. And that's they go back okay. to from Snow White to uh, what I mean. Oh, mirrors, yeah. Well, yeah, mirror, they're, mirror in, a, they're the in a lot of Biggie Smalls, they're in a Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls. And a lot of stories. Sure, sure. Well, mirrors are they're i don't know, they're they're interesting they give us a, a reflection of ourselves I mean, they're, it's they're it's an interesting thing it's i mean can you imagine living in a world when they before they had them uh i guess you just I mean, have how to look at how would a man shave his face you'd have to look in the reflection of water or something yeah possibly i mean i i don't know if you're clean shaven or bearded but for a man i i couldn't imagine trying to shave your face without a without a mirror or, um, geez, you're definitely going to have a unibrow if you're inclined toward that because you can't mm-hmm. do that without a mirror. Somebody else yeah. would have to do it for you. I, I guess, guess that's barbers were a lot more have, important back then, maybe. Right. Barbers, you'd have to have attendants and stuff to do stuff like that for you without mirrors. But no, wait a minute. Why would they have barbers before they had mirrors? You'd think they'd have mirrors first. I think it was probably or easier to come just, up with an, a razor and, a, and scissors than it was to create reflective glass. Come up with a mirror? Now, when did they create the well, one-way Well, reflective glass? glass wasn't the first mirror. I think the first mirrors were probably on polished metal. Right. I guess knives are also you could use a knife as a mirror. If the right. knife and polished enough. So I got one more on mirrors. It's from the History Channel. Oh, okay. According to seedy Times Square hotel rooms built in the 70s, mirrors facing the bed are supposed to be sexy. But according to the Chinese practice of feng shui, it's more like bow-chicka-womp-womp. Mirrors facing the bed yeah. are believed to cause nightmares and soul-stealing. A feng shui expert explains, when we sleep at feng night, shui. our soul leaves the body. When the soul sees its own reflection, it gets startled. Hence the bad dreams and nightmares. 
Others say when a soul returns to the body, it may mistake the image in the mirror from the real body, hence the saying of soul stealing. So no matter the circumstances, if you can see your bed's reflection, you are bound for a rough night. There's, uh, there's a lot of stuff with <laughs> the mirrors, um, where it's it has to do with like your soul. It's like your soul is in the mirror, and if you break, mm -hmm. oh, well, there are. If you break yeah, the mirror, you break then their... you destroy your soul or something. That's well, like that's the... the whole thing about the seven years bad luck because you're if your soul is in the mirror and it's attached to your body, and then you break the mirror and you fuck shit up for seven years until your body is rebuilt because the the because it takes seven years for wisdom the... was that it took seven years for all of your cells to regenerate. Right. Isn't that actually kind so of that true was though? Isn't it seven years by the time within seven to eight years won't all Not you have really. all new cells in your body? Not really. I mean, you can, it's, so, yes, but not, you know, you have to, it's, it's complicated, but there, okay. So mirrors and photos were both a big deal. And, um, I believe these are like German death ritual things when somebody died, right? You stop the clock. I'm not sure why you did that. You can look that up if you want to while I'm talking, but you, know, you stop. I just the know clock the only clock one I know is if somebody gives you a clock, it means you're going to die. Because if they give you a clock as a gift. Really? Yeah. Huh. Wow. That's not a clock one I know about. If somebody gives you a clock as a gift, you'll die? Well, everybody's going to die. Which, okay. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Okay. I believe you. Uh, anyway. So. Jump in the right, So. Rock the body in time. Anyway, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do a jam hour later. And so you stop the clock when somebody dies. You take the front door off the hinges. And you put it on the table and you lay the body out on the table or on the, on the door, not your table to prepare it. But you put the door on the table and the body on the door so that the body is not directly on the table. It's on the door, right? And I'm not sure why you did that either, but it's, it's a superstitious. Actually, that's that widely practiced. Practical. Is it widely practiced? Not now. This is, this is old German, Germanic superstition or practice that came from superstitious belief and oh and the coppers on the eyes and that's i think that's more celtic but you know how to put the copper coin on each eye that was to pay the ferryman to get across the river sticks uh, that's a superstition too i wonder if inflation factors into that maybe you have to put like a dollar on right now you have gold yeah no now you, now you have to put a gold coin on there because man gas expenses joe biden's america gold's even worth in like yeah uh, that's right. That's right. But I, I just mentioned all of that because you were talking about mirrors and mirrors are part of that because when somebody dies, the mirrors are all supposed to be turned toward the wall, facing the wall. So you, there are no reflection and the photographs of the, of the person of the deceased should all be turned face down so that the, um, it's so, I believe the spirit knows that it's time to go, that this isn't your house anymore. It's mm. time to go. go with your guides, go with your spirit guides and you can put them back later after the body is out of the house. But anyway, yeah. So that's some Germanic Celtic superstitions and, and mirrors fell into there. So I thought I would connect them. Dang. That one's that's I'm a, you gave me a lot to chew on and have to look up. This might require a part two to go in deeper for some of this old stuff, especially cause I hadn't heard a lot of this. Uh, well, I'm all in man. Well, thanks for coming on. It's been uh a lot, a lot, a lot of different uh, things I have to worry about that I was just living my life normally, completely happy that now I 
Now I get to think about this stuff all the time. And, and now you got to scratch your head all the time. Yeah. Well, my pleasure. Oh, my thank pleasure, you, Box. Sir, seat what's coming up I, on? I very much appreciate it. What's coming up on the Complex Candor? Complex Candor just recorded an episode called, well, actually, we just released one called Causality. And the next one that we just recorded that I have actually have to do editing on it because I'm really stoned at the end and I got to cut a bunch out. But um, happens. Well, I did. I all fucked up at the break. And at the end, I'm like, what was I talking about? But um, and it was on conscience. It was actually a real good discussion. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Hell yeah. Conscience is important. So, yeah, join us, please. Well, yeah, complexcandor.com will be linked in the show notes and you You'll hear it uh, on rotation on the No Agenda stream. Any other business we need to get to? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to have you back on uh, sooner than later, and we'll we'll do it again. Well, I would just, I, I think that'd be great. And um, I can't wait to bring my douchebags to the battle. Yes. I got a couple of good ones. Yes, yeah. Battle of the Douchebags. Season two coming soon. Uh, until All then. Right, so, this, this has been, Bezos. This has been episode six pack episode 206. Thank you to Ryan Bimrose for the uh, technical troubleshooting help. Thanks to Dame DeLorean and Sir Candanabian for producing. Until then, uh, be a little stitious, but not super duper stitious. I am a little stitious. I've been drinking beer! Beer! Thank you, Box. I will talk to you. We're going to have a little bit of fun real quick. Next time. Anybody listening, I'm going to play some strange Appalachian wives' tales and superstition from my neck of the woods. come in here hundreds of years ago and even carried these old wise tales and these superstitions from the old country where they come from and they still carry on today now these old people when they come in here they had their own superstitions and they they noticed nature year by year certain things happen certain ways and they they noticed they put two and two together. If this happened, this happened down the road. And this is how a lot of these superstitions come to be. Some of them are just myth. Some of them are just old wise tales. But these old people, they live by these superstitions. Now they was real religious and they believed in the Bible and they believed in their family and they loved this country. 
but this is just some of the superstitions of these old mountains. Now, some are common everyday superstitions, and some are not. I was surprised when I dug up some of this research that I didn't know some of these, and I know I broke some of these superstitions, but that's just part of life. So, there's so many to choose from. I just picked out a few dozen here and there. So, I hope you enjoyed this, and I'm going to go through some of them on just different things and different superstitions in these mountains. I'm sure you have a lot too. So it's unlimited superstitions in these mountains. So hope you enjoy this and here we go. First off is weather. Signs of weather, superstitions, how they could predict the weather. Now my grandmother, she was a real firm believer in that. She could tell you what was going to happen by just the signs of nature, what was going to happen in the winter. And a lot of people still go by this old farmer's almanac. It's great for planting seasons, time of the moon phases, when to plant and stuff. But it's an old thing that still goes on today, and a lot of people go by this. But our list of superstitions of weather starts out with persimmon seeds. Now these old persimmon trees, they usually start out in late August, September. And if you ever take a persimmon and cut it open, and the saying goes that if it, you cut it open, the seed in half, if it looks like a spoon, you're going to have a heavy winter and have to dig yourself out. And if it's a fork, it's going to be both and both mixed and both. It's not going to be just all winter. It's going to be good winter, bad winter. But in a knife, it's going to be completely mild winter. So I've always, always just seen a spoon. Well, anyway, here's the next on the list is a groundhog. This is a common thing every year. The groundhog sees its shadow is going to be six more weeks of bad weather. And if you don't see its shadow, that means it's going to be good weather in the next six weeks. Spring will be early. So that's an old common sign that we see every day. And the next old saying here is, I didn't really know, if you hang a dead snake on a fence, that's a promise of rain. And the next up is the woolly worms. Now these woolly worms, my grandmother really believed in these. You can see here how they are, what the colors are. Black means real extreme bad weather and then the brown means mild weather. So here's a mixture of what they're supposed to stand for when you see a woolly worm. And a lot of people go by that today. I do myself. Now the next up, if you see squirrels building their nest higher than normal up in a tree is a sign of bad weather in the winter coming. And then lightning during a snowstorm means two more weeks of bad weather. And when flowers turn bright white, which is really weeds, we call them frost flowers. There'll be a frost when they get snow white. And my grandmother was a real firm believer of that one. The next on this list, when you see smoke coming out of a chimney, it comes up and then it goes close to the ground instead of on out in the sky. That means snow is coming. 
and I've noticed that myself, it really happened. And an old saying is, red sky at night, sailor's delight, red sky in the morning, sailor's warning. And that seems to be right on the weather. And if you see a hornet's nest close to the ground, it means bad winter coming. They build them close to the ground where they can get in there real easy. And when the sun's out and it's raining, I've always heard the old saying, it's the devil beating his wife. That's an old mountain saying. And uh, if it thunders in December, there'll be snow on the same day in March. That's an old wise tale of weather. And finally on this list, there's so many of them, the number of heavy frogs, fogs that you have in August is the number of snows you'll have this coming winter. So there's so many other disciplines. I just highlighted some of them. You could go on and on. Well, that's the weather. So let's move on to the next. Now the next up is just common superstitions and some rare ones around the house, around the home. And we start out with stuff, you know, just common stuff around the house, some you know, some you don't know. Like horseshoes being hung in the bedroom will keep help, help keep nightmares away. And never carry a hole into the house. It's really bad luck. That could mean a death in the family. And never rock an empty rocking chair. That's a sign of death in the family. That's a no-no. My grandmother really believed in that one. And never put a hat on a bed. That's bad luck. And they used to paint their whole porches special shade of blue to keep evil spirits away. I called them haints. Used to, I always noticed that while they always painted them porches like a, a bluish gray color. And never put a pocketbook on the floor. That just a sign of money will go out the door. And if you eat both ends of the bread, a loaf of bread at once, you'll never be able to make ends meet in life. That's an old saying. And everybody's heard of break a mirror is seven years of bad luck. And yeah, I've had bad luck and I've broke mirrors too. I don't know nobody that ain't really over the years. And never walk under a standing ladder. That's an old common one for bad luck. And find a pity. If you find a penny heads up, it's good luck. Pick it up. And if it's heads down, it's bad luck. Leave it lay. But I've done both ways and it really don't matter. A penny's a penny. That's good luck just finding one. Silver's even better. And bad luck usually comes in threes. Bad things happen in threes or death in the family over the years in threes yeah, if people's noticed that. And when somebody dies in the home, they would cover their mirrors in the house. That would keep spirit from being trapped in the house. So that was an old saying. That was an old tale, and they carried that on for many years and probably still goes on today in some places. Don't open an umbrella in a house. That's bad luck. That's an old saying. And never add a door in a place of a window in a house. That's bad luck. A 
Grandmother was real keen on that one. And never give a knife as a housewarming present gift to someone. They may become your enemy later. That's an old saying. And finally on this list, never take an old broom to a new house. Throw it away and buy a new one. It's bad luck to take an old broom to a new house. That was an old saying in these mountains. So that's just some of the common superstition around the home. So we'll move on. Now here's some superstition around animals. The things they do, what it stands for, what the old mountain people claimed it done. And first off, if animals have a heavier coat of hair in the fall, when it's late summer, it's a sign of a bad winter coming. And if you see a red cardinal, it means angels are that's an old saying. Don't kill a cricket in the house. The old farmers would say the cow would go dry. That was an old saying. An old saying everybody's heard. If a snapping turtle bit you, bit someone, it would not turn loose until the sun goes down. And if a bird flies in the house, that's a sign of somebody will die. Seeing cattle laying down means the fish won't bite that day. And cattle laying upright, severe weather is not far away. And if you see buzzards circling overhead, that usually meant old signs like this, the old saying. One flying is a sign of sorrow, two flying is a sign of joy, and three flying is a sign of a boy. And hearing a dove three mornings in a row cooing, someone in family will die. And crow circling around your house is a sign of bad luck. And a black cat crosses your path. If it crosses to the left, it's bad luck. If it crosses to the right, it's good luck. That's an old saying. And a cat with white paws crosses your path you will receive money. Now this is just some of the old animal superstitions that goes on and on. So that's just the highlights of some of the animals. Now here's some superstition of just people itself. General superstition of all the old mountain people. First up on the list, if you bite your tongue while eating, you've recently told a lie. I didn't know that one. And if you drop a fork, that means company's coming. And if your ears are burning, an old saying is somebody's talking about you. And if your nose is itching, someone's coming with a hole in their breeches. Somebody's coming. It's bad luck to whistle indoors. I've always heard that one. And if your right hand itches, you will receive money. And if your left hand itches, that means you'll lose money. 
And sudden cold shivers means that someone's stepping on your grave or someone close to you. Knock on wood is an old saying to keep things from happening that you're just talking about. Never wear new shoes on Easter. That's an old saying of said it was bad luck. Never take a man's hat off his head. That's bad luck. Being frightened by an animal while you're pregnant will mark a child in the womb. That's an old saying I've heard. Eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day will bring you good luck all year long. And no heavy work on Christmas Day, January 6th. That is extremely bad luck. My grandmother really expressed that one to all of us. So there's just some general ones of people. There it just goes on and on. There's so many superstitions and traditions. So we'll move on. Finally, up is superstitions of death and dreams. Now this is one I really don't care much about. A lot of old people believe in these seriously. And the first on the list is to dream of muddy water is a sign of death. If a pitcher falls in the house, someone will die. And if a clock gongs with no, for no apparent reason, it's a sign of death. If you have a dream of birth, they will be a death. And when your ears are ringing, it'll last for a few several days, that's a sign of a death that's to be expected in the family. If you dream of a death, they will be a birth. And if a baby talks before it learns to walk, it will die. Dreaming of a fall and not waking up and hitting the bottom, you will die. Never cut a baby's hair before it's a year old. That's bad luck, it will die. If you sweep under a bed with someone in it, they will get sick. And if, another thing is, if you sweep under a bed of a sick person, they will die. And if you sweep your floors on New Year's Day, you will sweep away your family. And for every frog you kill, makes your life shorter. Now these are just some of the old legends and old myths, superstitions. It goes on and on. These mountain people, it just, you could you could fill a, a book, 500 pages of nothing but superstitions. And some of them are just myth, wise tales, but some of them are true, and some of them do happen. So, I thought I would share this with you. Hope you enjoyed this. This is a deep subject to get into. But a lot of these mountain people and southern people and across the country believe in these traditions and these old superstitions. So I hope you enjoyed. And I want to thank you for watching. And I'll see you next time.